We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Good evening, Bride. Good evening. This is your host tonight for News Today, Dr. June Knight and Brock Knight. Yay! Welcome, welcome. Hey, Bride. We are so excited to be with you tonight. I know we're late, but it is such an important night. We have not been able to do the news the past few days since we returned from Washington. Uh, but tonight we're going to kind of, you know, recap the week. And talk about some very important things that you need to know about, Bride. And this is going to be a long broadcast, but we are going to break it up later into shorter segments of what is revealed tonight. But it is so important that you know what we're going to release tonight. Now, I just want to acknowledge all of our followers out there. We recognize that you are all researchers. We recognize as well that you follow us because uh, you respect the truth that we release. And I do want to confirm that we work very hard to make sure that our, that when we release this to you, that it is accurate. Okay. And of course, it is from the viewpoint of the Christian viewpoint to all of you new followers that are following us now. Uh, we do it from the Christian perspective. So we look at how is this going to affect the church. So tonight, when we talk about the global agenda that's taking place, we're looking at it from the body of Christ. Am I right, Brock? That's right. And it's, it's important to point out that we are not here to push any candidate. Exactly. Okay, so we're not for Biden or for Trump. We're for Jesus. Okay. Yes, and that's correct. Our hope is we're Christocrats. Yeah, we're Christocrats. Our hope is that we will help you see what both sides are doing, but look beyond the surface level of Democrat versus Republican. Okay. Yes. We want you to keep your eyes on the true and I would say priority 
or even the bigger picture of what's happening outside of all the surface level noise. That's right. Because our warfare is not, you know, anything carnal. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against Satan, the God of this world. And we have a mandate from our Lord and Savior, okay, yes. to occupy until he comes and to That's be right. obedient, Amen. guys. And that means we can't be ignorant of his devices. That's right, amen. And his devices is to keep you distracted with all the stuff going on in the news and all the things with the election and everything. While the meanwhile, while we're looking at all that, um, it's a, the same thing a magician does. They get your eyes focused over here while they're stealing something from your pocket over here. You know, Brock, while you're saying that, what's coming to my spirit is how I have pointed this out before about the holidays. They closed the church down sure until the day after Easter. Now we have the other two Christian holidays thanksgiving and christmas and now they're shutting everything down again now you cannot yeah. make this up and all of the noise when you're talking yeah. about the noise the screaming that's going on out there uh you can't make it up that many of the states have shut down even in our own state we was notified today in the state of tennessee yeah. that in nashville okay which is a couple of towns away from us in Nashville, they are starting Monday. You are not allowed to be in a crowd with over eight people. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, but you don't hold the same. You don't hold the same thing when it comes to uh, corporations. Yeah. When it comes to going to Home Depot or Walmart, you know they don't keep them confined. But the church, they yeah. keep confined. That's right. So this agenda that they have going on right now is. Uh, we have a, well, what we're going to present to you tonight, Brad, is actually the global picture of what's happening because they're screaming really loud to keep you distracted while they're shutting down our holidays. Today, we scanned through a bunch of news reports for everything from CNN to Fox, Newsmax, and all these other different in-betweens, okay? And it's very interesting to see that their narratives are all focused on some of the same things, Okay. And um, that should always give you cause for concern. It should always make you wonder if they're all saying the same thing. It is exactly. It is history that has proven to us that when they are all focused on one or two things, there's always things happening in the background. Okay. Now, before we get started, I do want, you know, we should give a shout out to everybody. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, thank you for joining us tonight and uh, all of you late night, <laughs> all you late owls and you guys are awesome. Thank you guys uh, for being on with us. We're going to get started. Okay. Now I'm telling yes. you, we have some stuff to be honest. Um, I found myself crying a lot here recently. I, I have a burden. That's, very troubling. We, we just, we keep having uh, a spirit of prayer come on us. And I know that I know God's been working with me to get it, get away and pray because right now we're seeing things that just, you know, deeply, you know, it'll, it's going to hit you guys tonight. So just get ready. And please in the chat, I need all of you moderators to keep everybody focused on what we're talking about and not be straying off. Now, I want to say that me and Brock are dressed casual tonight because <laughs> we're getting ready for the Noahide Law 
uh, week. Brock, do you want to talk about the Noah Hyde Law Yes, week? starting tomorrow, okay, we are going to be highlighting very important information about the Noah Hyde Laws, which is why tonight we're up late, yes. and that's why we are going to hit you with some very important information that you need to take in, that you need to basically process in your own mind. You need to get this understanding tonight and then take this understanding as a foundation to what we're gonna be covering all week. Now we have special guests here. So that'll be uh, myself and mom. We will be talking about the Noahide laws and how that affects the whole world, like the United States of America, the church especially, and then these end times, you know, what do you need to know? How do you know? Brock, you know? pause a minute. Are we hooked up to the ethernet? The We're freezing. Or Wi-Fi. Are we freezing? We need to get the ethernet moved up. Yeah, it's right there. All right, give us a second. Hold guys. on, Brad. We we apologize. I see what you're saying. They're saying we keep freezing. We need to be hardwired is what they call it. So hold on. That should make it a lot better. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Because the news that we have tonight, we do not need to be crazy. All right. Hope that's doing a lot better. Okay. Now, guys, if <laughs> I can tell you right now, with this, what we're covering tonight, if things do get, you know, to the point where we can't finish this broadcast, we will film it and we will get it out. Now, just give me a second. I'm going to make sure we're solid on the internet. One second. It looks good ever since you got the Ethernet in. But it was pulling on that. Okay. It's causing it. Okay, they're saying that's much better. All right. Thank that you, everybody. That means that we've got it hardwired in there. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Now, but going back to the so no hot laws. Week. We have all week. We have Steve and Yana. Yay! They're with us. Most they're everyone out there. In this weekend. You guys know the uh, Danoons or Benoons. You guys <laughs> and Steve and Yana, uh -huh. if you're on here, hello. We love hello, you guys. Hello, we do love you guys. And then we have a special guest coming as well. Now we might have a lot of other special guests that are surprises because we're going to be doing throughout it all, the week. All yeah. week. We're going to try to give you the best minds on the subject of the Noahide laws. We hope, our prayer is that we settle some things once and for all. Okay? Settle some things. Now, we'll see how that goes. You want to introduce, you want to tell us who else is coming? Or surprise? Yes. Uh, it's Lynn Taylor. She is a specialist on the Noahide laws in the educational system. She speaks a lot on many radio stations. Uh, she has been with Sons of Liberty. If you watch that broadcast a lot, she's been on there. Uh, she's actually in town right now, and we're going to start recording her in the morning. So um, to all of you that are local, it appears, I'm just going to tell you now, that Steve and Yana... Yeah. We'll be preaching Sunday morning. So even if you could not come for the conference part where we will be doing our live streamings and whatnot, they will be here for service Sunday morning. He will be preaching. And just to be clear, nobody can come while we're filming. All right. Right. So, <laughs> this weekend we, is, is the doors will be but locked. But Sunday morning. At yeah, Sunday morning. It'll be open. 
because we will be filming, so we will need it to be quiet. And then we will be doing two live streamings this weekend, panel discussions with our uh, speakers. That will be tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. It's going to be good, guys. Yes, tomorrow oh. night at 6 is where we're doing the Noahide Laws Q&A. And then Saturday afternoon sometime, uh, we will be doing uh, just an end of days type of discussion, like where do we go from here type of deal. Okay. I hope, I hope everybody knows what the Noahide laws are, but we're going to be talking about that. It's, um, but I could give them a little teaser. Should I give them like a little one minute or 30 yes, seconds go ahead. teaser? I'm going to give y'all a little something. Here's a little something that will be, uh, this is what Brock's going to bring to the table. It's New York Times. Okay. This is an article that came out a little while ago. Um, but you guys all know Hitler, you know, everything that happened in the Holocaust. And you guys know, you know, a little bit about that. But you also know there's a Nuremberg trials. This is when they, right. after the fact, um, brought all of the evidence to the table. Uh, and they brought a bunch of documents and things and files, okay? In those documents, you will find what the Nazi regime or the Nazi party, what their plan was, okay? I'm going to go as far as saying Satan, how he used the Nazis to destroy and delegitimize the Christians. I don't know if you knew this. No. But Germany was about, it was a just about full all christian nations 60 million people okay 40 million were protestants 20 million were catholics small percentage maybe three percent were non-denominational christians you had salvation army you had baptist and you had all of those okay and then you had a little little small that was atheist or agnostic or whatever okay yeah so you got to remember hitler actually came and did what he did using a Christian nation. And we're going to go... A lot of similarities to what's happening now, bro. We're going to go into what we can learn from history, how the Nazi party and their plan... I'll give you a little snippet. Their plan was basically to lure the Christians in very close, Okay. And he basically lied to them, to the Catholics and to the Protestants. He had a different strategy for both. He lured them in closely lying, deceived them. They got in close, and then it was too late. They started censoring everything they were saying. And then everybody that resisted, in your church, you'd have the Gestapo. The Gestapo would shut you down as soon as you preached against Hitler. Well, don't Fuhrer. tell too much. <laughs> I'm Hold give you, back, Brock. Hold I'm back. telling you what, guys. That stuff will blow your mind away, and it just starts there, but we're going to go back all the way into, all the way up to the many heads on that snake, and you get to see, that's going to be some good stuff, guys, and I, I'm not going to share everything now, but I can tell you right now, there is a lot of very close similarities to how Satan used the Nazis to shut down Christians, okay? Now, we'll get into that, but stay tuned, it's going to get really good. Well, I know right. I watched a documentary on Netflix about Hitler, and just in the very first five minutes, mm. I was like, my mouth fell to the floor. I was like, do what? He did everything in patriotism, in the name of patriotism. Oh, you're getting, oh, you're getting into in it. In the name of patriotism, and then 
He does everything by pulling the church mm-hmm. in. It's so much like today. Guys, we're history repeats itself, okay? But I yeah. do want to say that Satan has his same MOs, the same devices, and same methods, okay, guys? Now, we'll get into that tonight. We got some stuff yes, that's going to blow your mind. Uh, Mom, uh, is there anything else news-wise we need to share? Anything? Oh, Well, I was today. wanting you to share what happened today. A lot of you already know what happened today that Trump had his, okay, his attorneys and his legal, some of his legal team do a big press conference, okay? They were on there giving evidence and talking about the different ways that fraud happened in the election. Now, we could, and we thought about this, we prayed today, should we take time and sit here and talk about the fraud and stuff? But, you know, I can tell you right now, guys, we feel that you don't need to spend too much time Okay, now you can go look into it, and fraud is not good. Our election being frauded is not good at all. Now, we're not saying that we're not taking a side that there was fraud or was fraud. I can tell you right now, there's been fraud in many, many, many elections. It's nothing new under the sun. It's been well, you just went to the museum, the spy museum. I got proof. We was in DC, (laughs) and they talked about there is a whole exhibit in the intelligence community up there with the International Spy Museum where they basically showcase all the different intelligence intelligence communities and things they have done. There's a whole thing on cybersecurity talking about how our elections have been hacked. Guys, it's not a new thing. And my question for the attorneys that were up there is, is if you guys knew all this about the Dominions, why didn't y'all say something before the election? You know, why didn't they get out there and, you know, they knew about all this, but they just let it happen. You know, the same way they haven't arrested Hillary, but they're going to, you know, anyways, I'm going to get it. Well, that's why I want to go ahead and get started on the, I'm going to give you tonight the global picture because, Brad, you need to understand the UN's role and President Trump is globalist. You will see the UN role that our country is playing right now. So both sides, just to give you big pictures right now, Biden and Kamala you got Trump and Pence. Guys, here's the reality. That is surface level dog and pony show stuff, okay? Both sides are fulfilling the SDGs of the UN, the Sustainable Development, all their goals, okay, guys? They sure are. Agenda 2030 is being fulfilled from both sides. Either one that wins this election, you know, whatever, will be fulfilling these. That's why we're talking about this tonight, okay? So, don't don't get too distracted with all that noise, guys. Right. Right now, we're gonna hit on some things. You gotta pay close attention. Get your <laughs> seatbelts on and get ready. Well, first of all, I have some good news, Brock. This Let's is a it. good story. Uh, according to Newsweek, this is an article in Newsweek. So this is pretty good that our state was in a Newsweek article. It says Tennessee mayor says. He will not issue mask mandate at this time as the Holy Spirit hasn't moved him to do so. What? The mayor said that? Yes. Now listen to what he said. That's pretty wild. During an interview with AL.com, Lincoln County Mayor Bill Newman said, the virus is science and it's true. And I do believe masking helps prevent the spread of it. But... I don't feel I should mandate people wearing masks at this time. Newman, who's an Auburn University trained veterinarian, said, 
Newman noted that when he is forced to make big decisions in his life, he looks to God and the Holy Spirit for guidance. The Holy Spirit dwells within us, he said. It's a heart thing. It's not a mind thing. But you're using all your God-given talents, your physical, mental, or spiritual, all those things. When I pray for guidance, I may not know the answer immediately. Wow. So I thought, Lord, bless this man. Amen. That he is saying, I'm not doing anything to the Holy Spirit. And this, <laughs> this is a mayor. So if you're in that county, call him and give him a pat on the back for him standing up for Amen, God. Lord. Man. Okay, the next thing I want to share with you is from the World Economic Forum. Food prices brought on the rise. Now, we also know that there is a food shortage happening out there. Now, but according to President Trump, when we was in the White House the other day, we were standing outside the White House when he was not outside, but out in the lawn where the media where he was in the Rose Garden telling everybody how wonderful and rosy all the economy is. But we know that we're looking right out the window, you know, right through the gates in from the White House, and all you see is nothing but utter desolation. Mm -hmm. It's like totally opposite of what he is saying. Unemployment is horrible. I mean, well, the world, according to the World Economic Forum, World food prices rose for a fifth consecutive month in October. I told you when I went and got groceries the other day, it was so expensive. How high they wow. are. Yeah. According to the United Nations Food Agency, the prices have now recovered fully from the shock caused by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But the Food and Agriculture Organization's food price index measures monthly changes of baskets of cereal, oil, seeds, dairy products, meat, and sugar. Now, I can tell you this. Toilet the paper. stores here, toilet paper, <laughs> paper. Have y'all got y'all toilet paper yet? Yes. The if you have are empty. Too bad. Even when you go to Amazon. Oh. Even when you go to Amazon, See, that's it is out too. of toilet paper. Amazon is the smartest company with all the algorithms possible from AI right. technology. They would be having to, listen, there is no reason why they wouldn't have enough toilet paper. I mean, so get out there and get you some groceries, Brad. You really need to get your house ready anyway. You do. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. We're moving on to news from the Secretary of State. Okay. Okay, this is dated today, November 19th. They are marking the country of origin. They, uh, this is according to Michael Pompeo. He says, today the Department of State is initiating new guidelines to ensure that country of origin markings for Israeli and Palestinian goods are consistent with our reality-based foreign policy approach. <laughs> and I thought, what is reality-based? Well, come to find out, it means this. The vision changes from time to time, but it's most expansive. It's based on a mission to create a more just world to promote what democracy now we know that we have heard through fox news and other news channels democracy like even in the election brock whenever they would give a result of a state they would flash a word in front of the screen that says democracy democracy you know like they're trying to get it out 
and which I've been arguing, we are not a democracy. We are a republic. Constitutional republic. Yes. We do but, democratic process as a democratic you know, thing to do. Democracy is universalism. It mm -hmm. is globalism. It is socialism. So it says reduce inequalities among nations, protect victims of injustice and alleviate the conditions of the border oppressed. It is socialism. Okay, so here's what they're going to be doing. Now, we're going to talk about this tonight, Brock, about the president's uh, vision of the peace accord, the Abrahamic accord. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about this because we need to know, Brian, because of the Great Reset that's about to happen. Okay, so it says, in accordance with this announcement, all producers within areas where Israel exercises the relevant authorities, most notably under these accords, they will be required to mark goods as Israel, product of Israel, mm -hmm. or made in Israel when exporting to the United States. Mm, here we go. Now, we oh, know mm -hmm. that one of the vaccines is made from Israel. We know that they have been pulling the church in to this Hebrew roots movement under John Hagee has over 7 million evangelicals that fund Israel, that he has brought all these rabbis in to try to teach these people. So in other words, okay, if we're bringing these products in, vaccines that are made from Israel, a lot of the evangelicals are going to trust it because it says it's made from Israel. They have steak. I believe this Remember is a that? tactic. Their modified food that they have. Yeah. Israel's got a lot of food technology right now. Right? Yeah, they're loaded with technology. A full yes, T-bone steak that looks and tastes, and you cut it, and it, everything about it looks like a steak, but it's plants. Wow. You go YouTube it. Look, Go YouTube Israeli food technology and they'll show you they have stuff that looks like meat but it's plants. it is amazing it looks just like a steak but listen to this okay so according to the president's peace plan when we study this peace plan tonight here's what it does it disarms the palestinians it allows israel to be armed and the palestinians are not allowed to be armed so it says here, under the new approach, we will no longer accept West Bank or Gaza or similar markings in recognition that Gaza and the West Bank are politically and administratively separate and should be treated accordingly. In other words, we want the things that say Israel. And they say on here it's due to Trump's vision for peace. So this is why the Secretary of State's in Israel right now while they're bombing Iranian sites in Syria. Well, then that goes back to my second news that I have from Secretary Pompeo about Iran. Interesting, here huh. we go. I didn't know you was going to say that. Well, it's just very, you know, funny that he's talking about that while all this stuff's going on, but go ahead. Well, this one's dated November 18th and it talks about the sanctions on Iran. So yesterday, did he go to Israel? Yesterday or today? I don't today. know. He's been in Israel a lot. Well, a lot. Lately. I think it was. I think it's today. But y'all can correct me. But one of those, it was today or tomorrow. He was meeting with Netanyahu. 
Well, that was in a lot of my notes. I just didn't have the time to print it and go through. Yeah, yeah. I actually read one of their interviews, but listen to this. They are putting, the United States is putting a, they're calling it a maximum pressure campaign against the Iranian regime continues to be extraordinarily effective, he says. But uh, this is what I wanted to read you. So because this happened after they bombed. They bomb him and he, he releases this. But I remember reading everything about the bomb and I was, I was nervous. Oh. Well, I want to read y'all the last paragraph of what he says about this. Listen, go. because things are escalating. He said the maximum pressure campaign is working. Sanctions will continue. And the United States will not hesitate to impose painful consequences on those who engage in sanctionable activity. Throughout the coming weeks and months, we will impose new sanctions on Iran. So in other words, they're gonna start squeezing them. Okay, including, listen, using our nuclear counterterrorism and human rights authorities each reflecting the wide range of malign behavior that continues to emanate from the Iranian regime. Did he just go there? That's what I'm asking. Are you understanding this the way I'm understanding it? Wow. Because it sounds like action. That's, that's huge. He was in it Israel is. while they were bombing Iranian sites, and he made, that's a big, huge, like, because the way yeah. he's saying it here is that this is going to be a part of our sanctions. Whoa. Like we'd be bombing and we'll be, well, let me finish this little paragraph. It says, these sanctions are a critical tool of national security to preserve the safety of the region and to protect American lives, which really means Israel, to protect Israel. Okay, now let's move on to this one. Here's a good question from what? somebody, guys, from Freedom Fighter. You know, they're going to mark their products, but we can't mark ours beef as made in USA. USA. Wow, I didn't know that. That's horrible if that's true. I wonder what laws are oh, with this because, you know, if there's a think about this common sense, guys, there's a food shortage being released information yes, a famine's coming brad they're telling a everybody if, is here they're telling everybody for sure like they know the future okay they're okay. telling everybody that they can predict the future that next year is going to be major famines all right first of all how do you know that now i can you can obviously predict some things you know with movements because i really believe it's orchestrated once i read you all this stuff tonight brad you just you're gonna know and then they're talking about food shortages, letting everybody know in advance before they kill people with food shortages that there is a food shortage coming. But at the same time, remember, they bring stability out of chaos. Remember the solution? Order out of chaos, yes. Order out of chaos. So food shortage, food shortage. Now they're talking about Israel's food. Now, Stephen Young, someone told us they would be using the Israeli food. Remember? Yes, and I can't remember what she said. But, Brad, I just want to mm. tell you something. Listen. Our world that we ever knew from 2019 and back will never exist again. Yeah. You need to get this. You'll see it's actually in the documents. You need to get it in your head, this mindset of, I want the old America back so bad because they don't want it back. 
they don't want it back and you're not going to get it back. So they are, they're wanting, you'll see through this when we get finished, but they're wanting everything to collapse, just like we've been hearing from the New Apostolic Reformation. They want everything to collapse because they want this new world to arise and they want the weakest people that are the sickliest, the oldest and everything be gone. They want this new world to be building back better. Eugenics, I mean, building. they want the better people, the better, you know. Bill Gates and all them guys are very open eugenic people and they talk about population control. So here we go. Keep reading. Now, here we go. Okay, so here we go, Brian. Now, okay, let's talk about the Great Reset for a minute. Okay, oh, because. The Great Reset is what leads into the building back better. Okay, here we go. This is according to the World Economic Forum, which I've told you, Brad, that the World Economic Forum is the brain to the beast. The body to the beast is the UN. The belly to the beast is Capitol Hill. The mouth of the beast is the White House. This is what God revealed to me. So with the World Economic Forum being the brain of the beast, remember Brock was telling you before that you can go on their website, which is weforum.org, and you see their agenda. That's why I say it's the brain, because this is like the think tank of the, of the agenda, oh, the UN agenda. The news, they usually meet every year in January, but this year, conveniently, Davos. in Davos, Switzerland, this year... They were going to be releasing all the details of the Great Reset in January, but they just moved it to May, May 18th, which mm -hmm. is conveniently right after. Right after the president says everybody will be getting the vaccine in April. Two doses. <laughs> so right after everybody gets the vaccine, the details of the Great Reset is released. Okay, so... I need you to understand some terms when we're going to go finish through this paperwork because what they're doing, Brad, remember me telling you about the triangle. When you have the government is switching over from the individual governments of the United States, Europe, you know, all these Switzerland, they're switching from everybody having their own individual identity over to this universalist one world order. Then you have the economy where they're switching over from the dollar and the yen and all the different identities of money. Now they're switching it over to this digital money where it's all the same. Then you have the religions that they are flipping over from the individual religions and they're coming together into this ecumenical one world religion. It's all becoming one. Now, the term that they're using for this broad yeah that people need to understand is people i know this sounds funny but bear with me because they're they're saying that everything needs to become more people focused okay for instance when you're saying capitalism which is in one of these documents people when you say focus. capitalism capitalists mm -hmm. in their minds is people that are uh superior you know the white yeah. supremacists there because you think that you can have more power because you're smarter and you're a capitalist and you can make anything out of yourself you want to be 
right. which is what America is because we can be 41, go back to college, change your life and be in the White House in 10 years. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, we can do anything we want to do as Americans. We can join the military and be all you can be. Exactly. <laughs> but in a socialist world, right. everybody is, everything is set. You're not able to have any individual things. Everything's about the common good. It's people. Okay, so follow me on this. Philanthropy 2, this is on a document called COVID-19 Reset People is the first inequality. So philanthropy too has a unique opportunity to contribute to this effort. We must remember that policy and what they mean by this policy means like uh, people that have doctrines, uh, people that have dogmas, people that have beliefs. Okay, without people has no power. Therefore, philanthropic resources should support communities, workers, social movements. But anyways, moving on down. It says, donor collaboratives, including funders, organized for rights in the global economy, which is called FORGE, bringing together the Ford Foundation, Open Society Foundations. And who is the owner of Open Society Foundations? I can only imagine. George Soros. George Soros. It says George Soros is the founder and chair of the Open Society Foundation. He has given away more than 32 billion of his own personal fortune to fund I can't even Open imagine. Society That's a lot of money. Foundations work around the world. Okay, so and others are moving in this direction and collaborating to address short-term needs and build long-term solutions mm. towards a rights-based economy. These efforts and more are showing early potential in building an inclusive, okay, see, this there is it. where everything is set, bro, because inclusive means LGBT. Yeah. Inclusive means uh, coming away from ideology. Yeah, you, Christian, they want to be together. Christian. Yes. Yeah. They want to be together. They want everybody to be included. Good example is Biden and Kamala in their victory speeches. Okay. Y'all remember Biden and Kamala, and I could show the video right now, but Biden and Kamala, they get up in their speeches telling the little girls, listen, that you can dream big, that there are possibilities. Kamala said, our country has sent a clear message that you can choose whatever identity you want to be. Despite what people see, you can choose. Oh, my how God. You can choose, your, you can choose oh. whatever identity, whatever gender you want. And it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter. You can choose. And that is an inclusive because inclusive means all things i mean it's, it's basically whatever you think of yourself it reminds me of rome you know rome was like that mm -hmm. right before they fell matter of fact they were all you could be whatever you know so well let me finish here uh the world economic forum has recently launched the great reset mm -hmm. an initiative to build a more fair sustainable see fair there we go. They're saying capitalism is not fair because you can become a millionaire and I'm over here poor, mm -hmm. which we believe in the United States of America, everybody has a chance to do whatever their mind puts them to. 
There's no excuses in our country not to get an education. Right. There is plenty of money out there to get an education. You can get an education. You can work hard. You know, it's like, yeah. But according to them, though, a capitalist, a capitalist nation is an unfair nation. Okay, sustainable, which we know is the UN term, sustainable goals, and resilient future that addresses the underlying structural and institutional inequalities, inequities that have been revealed. So... This is talking about the same thing that President Trump has been talking about and the New Apostolic Reformation, which is the foundations <laughs> of our country. Reset, reset. That they're saying is wrong. And that's the same thing about the Great Reset, the structural, the foundation, and the institutional inequalities, which is what that means is the church. Mm -hmm. The church that they just happen to be shutting down again. All these foundations will mean something new to you after the Noahide week. Yes, exactly. It'll right. all exactly. come full circle. It says, as this initiative scales and the global community responds to the pandemic and economic consequences, it is wrought. We must continue to seize the opportunity to what? transform our systems <laughs> prioritizing people and the planet and supporting communities workers and social movements can ensure that we do just this okay so let's move on here this is a, <coughs> excuse me this is an article by the world economic forum called the great reset after covid19 must put what people first. people first people first and let me tell you what they mean okay this is an article dated june 23rd of 2020 we always tell the day. okay uh covid19 has exposed many underlying structural foundations and institutional which i put reformation of the religion inequalities here we go Social movements are pushing for action on putting people first, which I put in my notes is the UN term to override vertical principles. Vertical bride, remember I've been teaching you vertical is my relationship with God, uh, the United States of America, Europe is individual, the money, okay, the American dollar, but they're wanting us to go from this to where you are empowered to this to where everything is universal. It's all about the common good. And, you know, you may have to sacrifice yourself for the common good type of deal. Okay, nobody's better than any other person type. Not that that's the way we live, but then it says here that it has been revealed the problems that we have in our society because of marginalization and social exclusion. Now, what, what do you think that means, Brock? Social inclusion, exclusion. Same we just mentioned. Yes, which means Christianity. All of this goes back to the Together to Get Her campaign. Yeah. Okay, then it says 
Okay, this is the core of the challenge and moreover the opportunity that the COVID-19 crisis presents. Yeah, opportunity. Yes, uh, good point, Brock. Ventilators, masks, and other personal protective equipment are urgently needed, but alongside these efforts, deep structural reforms, reformation, predicted on putting people and the planet at the center stage and supported by social movements are the necessary building blocks for transformation. What is social movements? Democracy. Democracy. Hence all the protests, the riots. Yes. This is why they're allowing this crap to happen right in front of the White House when everybody's looking at President Trump like, what the world? Like law and order, right? Yeah, you are supposed to be the law and order president, but they're running amok right in front of your house. He's law and order, but he can't get Hillary arrested. No. Or any of them. Or Obama. Or any of them arrested. But he said, he said, they're all this, this, all the, he called everybody corrupt. I mean, that's, I mean, keep going. Okay, so when I wrote social movements, this is going to be key because this is going to affect every business in this country. If you're a business owner, you need to understand this very clearly. This is the World Economic Forum that is doing the Great Reset. They are setting standards according to social movements. So this is what I wrote in my notes, crowdsourcing. (laughs) What is the majority saying? Pressuring by people. Mob rule right there. Mob rule. Democracy, like they said on Fox News and others. But this would be like everybody coming around you and putting a camera on you. This girl don't have a mask on. I want you to see this girl. Man, Mom, that's what Hitler did. What? Yeah, he had all the church gathered. I'm telling a little bit. of. Oh, no. But Hitler had all of the church. He had he signed a contract with the Pope. I'll I'll, I'll leave you hanging there. It's a teaser. Oh, that is. But a teaser. the Protestants, the the forty million Protestants, he let all the Protestants vote on who would be the Führers. Like basically, we would call it council. What do they call it today? The the guys that his. The no, I mean. Oh, his uh, no. team. Yeah, yeah. his. He had a advisory. He had a Führer's bishop. He had one person represent all of them, but he had all of them vote for it. But he also set the one guy he wanted out there and promoted him. But they all thought they were the ones voting him in to represent him to be his uh, counsel. Wow. (laughs) Anyways, we're gonna get that later. Let's continue. Okay, so businesses. Now this Mm -hmm. is where we get into the businesses. Businesses are also beginning to understand that the focus on short-term profit maximization is no longer tenable. Brian, what do they mean by that? Let's just come on and say it. What they mean is the, uh, what was that word I just used, Brian, besides socialism? Capitalist. That is capitalist. Because uh, you can have a profit as a capitalist. Okay, and then it says the recent Elderman Trust Barometer notes that only 38% of people believe that business is doing well or very well at putting people before profits. Uh, 
38%. That is socialism. They're trying to say that these companies are falling because they're not putting people before their profits. Yeah, Which means all these businesses are going to fall by living by this socialistic now, we know that ideology. We, are all, we know that a lot of greed is on the capitalism. I know that in Netflix and things like that, they've been pushing the greed of capitalism yes. now for a long time. So it's leading right into the Agenda 2030, which is a socialistic, communistic, you know, all of it mixed into some new deal. Okay, let me continue here. Therefore, philanthropic resources should support communities. This is like for the businesses, what they're telling them. Workers and social movements, which means Black Lives Matter. The way that we saw it, Brock, all over Washington, D.C., which I told you looks like Ichabod has been written over the city. You see Black Lives Matter plastered all over the city, all mm. over the businesses. Graffiti. So in other words, they would want us as a business to partner with the majority mob rule and, and plaster it all over our business. We saw it all year. Remember? And all the fads that happened. Black Lives Matter, everybody had to post black on their Instagram, on their Facebook, everything that happened. And wow. they, they had everybody, you know, without telling them, without mandating people to do it. Everybody yeah. is conditioned all year long to follow the mob rule. Look, wow. You go back great, to the whole year. Right? They that did, is great. They did push-up contests. They did ice bucket contests. I mean, one fad after another. It's still going on today. I can't even remember all the fads right now. I mean, Every, I mean, everybody feels like they're obligated to follow, well, we would say biblically, the world system. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just conditioned. Well, after Brock large... said that, listen to this, because it continues with your thinking there. Okay. And social movements more than ever to what? Drive demand for reforms. Oh, that, that drive And demand. ensure their implementation. Pressure the companies right now you have black lives matter was a huge drive right you have an election which that definitely you know is driving different things now you got to remember elections are funny things elections are they're basically paid for by a small percentage of our of our population it's, it's mostly rich people it's the yeah. it's the corporations the lobbyists the big you know i guess agendas like rifle association right and you have you know every single different big thing out there that's trying to keep the laws in their favor fund most of these elections black lives matter you know it's a 501c yeah. thing. you can go on there and see who funded them and how much money black lives matter funded the polit the politicians of our our whole election i mean we're talking about hundreds of millions of you dollars believe that, Brad. black lives matter they used you just said it driving mm -hmm. what'd you say driving drive for reforms listen and that's hundreds of millions of dollars were raised because of the black lives matter protest they therefore used that in the election and look who the donor collaboratives are again for foundation open society george mm -hmm. soros you know it's really interesting how all the funding for elections happen at the same time that you have vaccine and all these other companies now positioned in just the right place to i guess benefit from the market transitions that are about to happen 
It's just funny how that always works. Well, let me read you this, Brad, because me and Brock was telling you earlier in the broadcast that our country is never coming back. The old us thinking that we're this is a new normal, it's not. Absolutely. There is no normal to what's about to happen. And this right here is a great example. And just so y'all know, we, we've organized this night so it gets better and better as we go. So we are on purposely keeping you hanging. It is going to <laughs> so hang in there. It says here that the <laughs> Indian author, Arundhati Roy, writes, Historically, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past. Here we go and imagine their world anew. Isn't that funny? This one is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world Here we go. to the next. New one world, world order. New world order. Because Prince Charles just got up and said a new world. Anyway, go ahead. We can choose to walk through it. Listen to how this person says this. Dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and hatred. What? Christians, our avarice, our data banks, and dead ideas, our dead rivers and smoky skies behind us. In other words, keep drag, we're dead weight to them. Oh, yeah. We are the extremists, we are the dead weight. Or we can walk through lightly with little luggage. My goodness. We are the heavy luggage. Ready to imagine another world or and ready to fight for it. Our fight against this global pandemic must also be, as Roy mm. suggests, a fight for another world. My goodness. So, in other words, get rid of the Christian and, and depopulate. Because, Brad, you got to think about the elderly. You know, they're the first on the list with this vaccine. The elderly, they're the ones that know what's going on, bro. <laughs> they have been around. They they understand. You go through a few elections and you start to see some things. You know, if you look, be, look, you look beyond the surface, you investigate, and you really will find what <laughs> what's really going on. And I'm just I'm just waiting for you to. Okay, let's move on to Build Back Better. Okay. Oh, buddy. Build Back Better, here's the official definition from the UN. Because I told you, Brad, this is a UN term. But before I start this, I would like for you to show that graphic. All right. Watch this, Brad. This was sent to me today about how it's not just the United States using this term, Build Back Better, but look at this. We have uh, the guy from Europe. What's his name? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson right there. Build Back Better. We've got Prime, Prime Minister. Minister Imran Khan. Uh, who else, Brock? That looks like the uh, one of the UN guys. Looks like UNICEF or something. I can't tell who he is, but he's one of the... You got Biden, obviously. You got Canada. Canada. Okay. The reason that you you see it more than one is because Build Back Better is a UN agenda. Now, this information that I'm giving you is coming from the United Nations office. 
for disaster risk reduction. <laughs> now, this is because, right, I believe the disaster that is about to hit the country. Okay, so here's the official definition of Bill Bakebeck. The use of the recovery, rehabilitation, and reconstruction phases after a disaster to increase the resilience of nations and communities through integrating disaster risk reduction measures into the restoration of physical infrastructure. And we know, Brad, that President Trump has completely redone our entire infrastructure in this country this whole year. Right. And look at this, the whole world, societal right? systems. We're talking the church here, Brad. Yeah. And into revitalization of livelihoods, economies, and the environment. And guess when they come up with this term? What's that date, Brock? 2016. 2016. Mm -hmm. So here's what reconstruction means. The medium and long-term rebuilding and sustainable restoration of resilient critical infrastructures, services, housing, facilities, and livelihoods required for the full functioning of a community or a society affected by a disaster, aligning with the principles of sustainable development mm -hmm. and build back better to avoid or reduce future disaster risk. In other words, their new utopia, Brock. <laughs> Recovery means sustainable development and build back better to avoid and reduce future disaster risk. Then they talked about recovery framework. Which there goes, all that infrastructure goes back to, if you go to the World Economic Forum, you see 5G, AI, Okay, the quantum computers, AI, uh -huh. the things they purchased was all a part of that. So you have 5G quantum computers. And you know what's funny? A lot of vaccine stuff got thrown in there too. Ah. So a lot of stuff for infrastructure, it just kind of has all the UN stuff it's, thrown in. This like, whole thing is UN, Brad. The CARES Act, right? All that, you know, it just, go ahead. Okay, well, basically, that's all saying the same thing on that one. So let's go to the next thing from the World Economic Forum. To build back better, we must what? Reinvent capitalism. There we go. Capitalism. And this is dated July 13th. The pandemic has brought into focus many of the vulnerabilities in our systems and institutions. So there you go. Capitalism seems to be a system. So this new uh, world, the, you know, the digital financial system that we're going into. Yeah. They're just building a case that our capitalism and our cash dollars has got to go. Is old systems. It's yes. dead weight. But it also offers us a chance to what? Shape a more resilient and sustainable world. It's like they're all using the same narratives. It's like, it wow. is. So they can start building the green and inclusive future. The people who need. write all the world economic stuff must write Biden's and Trump's speeches. Not yes. Trump's more, but definitely Biden and Kamala. They just read right. They're down. all together. Now it says here, thanks to the ongoing pandemic, the world is off balance. 
and it will remain so for I'm, I'm reading you the actual document for years to come far from settling into a new normal uh, we should expect a COVID-19 domino effect triggering further disruptions here we go it's going to get worse brad yeah positive as well as negative over what the decade ahead okay mm. agenda 2030 the fall began in 2020 yeah so the order that they want out of this is a 10-year process and then it says, I put here disruption by design. And look at this. A true recovery from COVID-19 will not be about putting things back together the way they were. This is in writing. So don't ever think your world's coming back. We need to build back better. To what, Brock? What does that say? To reset. No. We're not building it like see president trump tells the evangelical president trump tells the world <laughs> oh we just need to get the vaccine so we can all go back to normal does he not he says it. he wants everything back we need to go back to work kids need to be everything trump does is fantastic it's uh fantastic and it's fantastic everything is his few words i know he's got a few adjectives and they're like oh but he's telling everybody because here's what he's basing it on and i'm gonna tell you brad this was all by design what he did we had obama in there that took us down i mean down trump comes in and pulls us up and gives everybody a fresh taste of success a taste of economic prosperity okay fighting the evil ones. Then comes the new world order. Then the beast steps on the scene. The very guy that they used to bring it up and to give us this wonderful taste of beautiful financial prosperity. Mm -hmm. Now, he, this beast has rose up and he's like, no, we just got to get the vaccine and we just got to do what they say and then we can have all that, all that back. But the key is they're wanting us to sell our soul is what they're wanting. All to go back to something that never will be again. They would never tell you that. but They I won't tell you that. Now, what are we reading? Because, guys, we're not making this up, okay? Now, listen, oh, no. why are we taking the time? Why are we sitting here at, you know, almost 1 a.m. Central time, okay, and just taking our time reading because, guys, you can watch news all day, but nobody that we know of much. There's a few out there. We're reading legal documents. This is World Economic Forum. What's the title of this one more time? This is called To Build Back Better, We Will Have to Reinvent Capitalism. So that is on, I mean, for anybody to go see it, weforum.com. You can go read all this stuff. We're gonna Everything that we show you today is information that's accessible. It's called hiding in plain sight it's yeah let me read this it. again so you understand brother you're not gonna have your oh that's what i was saying so they want you to give up your soul to get that dream back but in reality it will never come back the world will never be the same you can give them all they want mm -hmm. all the day long 
but you will never have your freedoms as you once had. And that's what they want. They want you to say, oh, I'll, I'll give you the vaccine. I'll, I'll give you my DNA. I, I, I just want my job. I this, want to keep my job. This sounds pretty far-fetched, but guess what we're going to talk about next? We're going to show you the truth about the vaccine next. Yes. So hang in there because we're building all this. Is we're building a case. United Nations, and you're going to see it all. <laughs> okay, it says, a true recovery from COVID-19, because remember President Trump says in order to recover, we have to take this vaccine. Yeah, you got to. Will not be about putting things back together the way they were. We need to build back better to reset. Also, Brock, this makes me think that Biden is going to stay in. I mean, with this agenda, with all that we see. Either if way, we are Trump. to address the deep systematic vulnerabilities the pandemic has exposed. It could go any, either narrative. If Trump gets all it the could be fraud one, stuff, right. right, and it, the fraud gets in and all that stuff happens, it would be major chaos. So it'd be even more to show it's a bunch of carcasses. <laughs> and that like that there's, woman a, said. there's a need for a reset because yes. of the chaos. Now, if Biden stays in and everybody thinks there's corruption, there could be chaos as well. And then hence a need for a reset. Either way, there's going to be chaos. Well, listen to what they say about businesses. For businesses, building back better is about much more than corporate social responsibility. It is about truly aligning Listen to this. This is businesses aligning markets with the natural. Oh, All right. What do we know is natural? Noah had laws. Mm -hmm. You will hear that from Yana this weekend talking about the net when they say natural law. Nature, nature, natural. <laughs> yeah. Social and oh. economic systems on which they depend. It is about building real resilience which they mean the agenda 2030 resilience only comes from chaos you know you have to be tried and true through major suffering that we all went through the strong will survive we wow you, got, you know we all have resilience so sad bro so sad. driving equitable and sustainable growth and what reinventing capitalism itself here we go they're after our country bride and it also makes me think, Brock, when he says America first. Yeah. It mm. just makes you think America first down. Like I said about Kenneth Copeland's flag, that thing still bothers me. Yeah. Where it's got the arrow down, like America down. And just with, you know, press conferences, the flag's been down. True. Business will need to work with a wide range of partners to ensure that all risk, financial, environmental, and what? social are properly understood priced and whenever possible mitigated to maintain look this is a shocker there's going to be a lot of shockers tonight look at this increasingly comprehensive and integrated risk assessments will be essential for companies to fulfill their fiduciary look up that word brock fiduciary yeah what does that mean Large obligations because I'm thinking UN international law and maintain their social license to operate. There social license fiduciary involving trust, especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary. The trustees, oh man, I've been I don't want to get into this now, but the whole financial background. 
yeah to things moving the big bankers the big money holders yeah they're taking it from trustees to people who are stakeholders that's the union i know i know wow there's some they're reinventing capitalism in yeah other words, they are it's not so much you being a profit share person you won't be able to make big bucks you understand? you'll have to share your wealth you with see everybody. the difference it's not about being a profit share stakeholder like i mm. have a stock right and i have a portion owner of a company no it's different because a stakeholder i mean there's an evenly dispersed yes. so you see the socialism aspect of that mm -hmm. but you see how subtle this stuff is Listen, it you have it, it's everything surface level when they write it, but you just have to go look there. right here. Ultimately, though, we are only as resilient as the systems on which we depend. <laughs> Businesses must face up to their need for and impact upon systematic resistance, resilience. Well, the diagrams show all the new systems, and uh, when you it go does. on the form, you can see all their systems in place everything is right out there for you to see okay looky here brad this is called future proofing capitalism covid 19 has exposed the fragility and societally negative outcomes of contemporary capitalist economies america yeah. we're a capitalist america yeah so this tells me when they say america first that's what they mean america first down we're the highest one of testing in, in the entire planet. This, I'm telling you what President Trump says. So why are all of you countries out there focusing on testing every one of us and giving all of us this disease? We're guinea pigs. See what I mean? We've, been, we've become just like the military. Or they can just, or property. Or it says it has strengthened the case for shifting to a more sustainable and inclusive model. Oh, it says for capitalism to deliver a sustainable and inclusive recovery, it is critical that companies' cost of capital reflects the quality of their governance and their impact on society and the environment. Mm. Which means everybody's going to have to be liberal. That's what they're saying. If we don't seize the opportunity to build back better, to reset the, uh, seize the opportunity we're talking about and a, reinvent a rather plan, than pandemic you, you got to seize this opportunity everybody's dying there's famine and all the climate change this is our opportunity now prince charles did say this is our last hour we're talking about prince charles England, yeah. okay the what the husband or whatever to uh, queen elizabeth now prince charles said this is our last hour and we must the last hour he said we got to seize our opportunity and that's what they're talking about God. well let's listen to this if we don't seize the opportunity to build back better to reset and reinvent rather than what return to normal My God. there is no more normal bride systematic risk and vulnerabilities will continue to accumulate making future shocks both more likely and more dangerous. Mm -hmm. So despite the tragedy, we must leverage the COVID-19 pandemic and make sure that it becomes the catalyst for a profoundly positive transformation of the global economy, taking us closer to a world in which everyone can live well, what? Within planetary boundaries. That is that the people dynamic. 
Okay, yeah. now here's the next thing about building back better. Sustainable mental health care after emergencies. Of course, mental health. It's always mental health. President Trump, that's one of the things that really made me upset at him this year. Yeah. It was in August. When President Trump flipped from the church over to the mental health industry, I read you the entire document and executive order that he did where he put the country yeah. under the mental health industry. And I believe it was to prepare them for the vaccine coming. So let me read you this real quick. And don't forget that call we were on White House. That's the same one. That call. That's the one. He told the church it was a faith call. The faith leaders were on the call with the White House. And they told them. About the mental health industry. Don't. If you have anyone that's dealing with a mental health issue, we're talking about suicide, we're talking about depression, we're talking about the whole array of mental health that do not try to do anything to treat them. In other words, you can't cast out demons. Nope. You can't, you know, get them he born took it again. Out of our hands. You can't do what the Bible tells you to do to help these people. You know, with the joy of the Lord, your strength. That's the answer to depression is God's joy. He says, don't try to treat them. You must turn them in up to the state's programs. That's exactly what they did in Denmark and why Christians have to flee the country because as soon as you start doing that, you're a criminal because you are trying to practice mental health practices and you're now malpractice and you're now, you know, practicing. Yeah, they're going to use it against us, Brad. That's one way of persecution. Now, right here, when it talks about the mental health deal, it says, regardless of the nature of the triggers, talking about people that's experiencing mental health, because mm -hmm. we're about to see a lot of it, Brad. A cascade of human suffering is often the result. This can include large-scale displacements, which we have had this lately in our own community as homeless mm -hmm. people. Yeah. They're now starting to get kicked out of their homes. Do you see there's 30 million evictions going to be happening at the end of December. 30 million right now, that is. There's more coming, but as of right now, 30 million this evictions. This is horrible, Brad. That's horrible. how many people are, are in an eviction status that will not have COVID as an excuse because they're pulling the lid off in December. Because, Brock, they're wanting them to go back to the government running and screaming, take care of me, feed me, give me that umbilical cord. I'll take the vaccine. I'll do anything you want. And now in COVID, the number one injury, injury-related death in our country is opioid abuse. Where people are just so depressed. Drugs that are coming flooding into our country. They're acting out. People are home depressed. They're sheltering in place, not getting out, you know. And because they're home, they're taking more drugs and more people are dying from that than... That's so sad. That's that's more than guns and knives and you know all the whole injury related. It is opioid abuse, guys. All right, look at this, Brad. In spite of their tragic nature and notwithstanding the human suffering they create, emergency situations are also opportunities huh. to build better mental health care. Always opportunity chaos. It says the surge of aid combined with sudden focused attention on the mental health of the population creates unparalleled opportunities to transform mental health care for what? The long term. You do realize that. They want these people drugged out, Brock. 
Guys, y'all realize that our government went into Afghanistan, okay? We went in and we bombed a lot. We went and took all the insurgents and all that stuff. You know, we can go into the whole history, but basically, listen, one thing our government did not touch was the opioid production in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, there's a lot of opioid growing there. And you know what? The opioid production in Afghanistan skyrocketed, and it still is all the way through the Afghanistan war. Guess where those opioids end up? Right. Right here in America. The opioid, now that they're talking, this opportunity that they have to seize has a lot to do with the CIA-backed, um, this is an intelligence thing. It started back in the in this late 70s with the Mujahideen that we trained to fight Russia. And then later on, we started a war against them because the same people we trained blew up our, you know, World Trade Centers. Now we go in there and we go and fight, fight, fight. But we, the CIA makes money off the opioid trade. It is a fact. DEA from the beginning. This is fact. I mean, it is open. I hope you can back that up. It is. There's everything back from, you know, from the Columbia cartels, right? It was very, it was made known very clearly that the DEA was funding these different drug operations. This is way fact, okay? You could, they were funding everything so they would find the ultimate person, but they were also making money off that. And here, here's the problem. Right now, the same stuff. You go in there, opioid production grows, okay? And then here we are right now, season opportunities. For the mental health Because, you know, well, the point I'm trying to make is, is this. The mental health, the number one cause of mental health is a result of opioid drugs. It's the number one cause of death. So, in other words, we're talking about the forces. We're talking about Satan and his yes. people that work in the background. They move drugs in. It causes a problem. People make a lot of money. They're incentivized to not to turn up, turn their, you know. And they want people to be uh, dumbed down, really, because if you are drunk, if you if you're intoxicated on drugs or drinking, you're going to be less likely to resist the government when they do the mark and, of the beast and check it out right now 60 percent but it's i think it's more now but the light the latest solid stat that i read is 60 percent of our population is on medication oh it's horrible so, listen that right there you know let's talk biblically now that's yeah that's pharmakeia the greek word for witchcraft is pharmakeia that's where our pharmaceutical right which is where the vaccine's coming from i'm about to say so all of this goes back to the pharmacy we have a vaccine which is a witchcraft bewitching that is a form of pharmaceuticals right that the whole world right now is about to be taken in now you have opioids killing the number one injury related death in our country you have over 60% of our population medicated. Guess what happens when chaos happens and people don't have their medication anymore? Right. It's, and you know what? People are so strapped. I mean, people are so controlled right now because if they don't have yeah. their medication with all the fear yes. that that brings on people, 
people will be begging for the vaccine. They'll be begging for this control because you know what? Universal health care is one of our SDGs. Aren't they talking about yes. health care for everybody? Because yes. you know what? Get everybody so drugged up that they need them. Yes. I'm just sharing, guys. These are, this is just, there's a whole lot of things we could talk about this, but I just well, want to share that. I just want to tell you, Brad, again, because we did a lot of research today. They want you. And and God told me when it come here to the end that he wanted us, Brock, our family, mm-hmm. to help the church to pick God. Because right now we're in the last days and they are wanting the church to, which is why they partnered with the church, so that they could suck the people into this matrix, into this one world government, into this one world mm-hmm. religion. So that they can suck them into the beast. Yeah. And they're doing that through their wanting to be God. Lucifer is wanting you to be sucked into the matrix and say, you know what? Uh, I can't really trust God to provide. I can't trust him to heal me. I can't trust him for this and that. So I want you, oh beast. I want you to take care of me. And see, the rubber has hit the road, Brock. With the church. Hold that book up right there, Last Which American one? Bride, and these books. You know, I know a lot of you guys that follow us obviously have read Mom's books. Yes, but this stuff we could sit these here for all many, talk about. This. We could talk for days about a lot of this stuff. But obviously, if you need to get more informed, I would recommend you go through these. You read these things because guys, that's right. It's all listen. You want to know what the NAR is? It spells it out. The church is detailed. They're, Everything is on here, guys. Yes. Not everything, everything, but you know, it gives what you a foundation. At, yeah. yeah. What's your foundation? At? Now, do you want to switch into the vaccine now, or no? Because I have more? to get into this, and then I'm going to hand it over to Brad. Because Brad, I want to talk about Trump's peace to prosperity plan, his uh, peace plan, because mm. it has to do with what's happening today. Yeah, yeah. Now, when Trump did this brought back in January, he called it a vision. You hear in this paperwork here, okay, from the UN, this term a lot, and I'm like, what is a vision? Because they have it in sentences with, it's called the vision, a vision, but it's where the V is in a cap, which I thought about that TV show V, Uh, But I thought, what is a vision? (laughs) A vision is his peace to prosperity plan. Okay, now, I'm just only going to give you the highlights that I highlighted through all the documents. Okay, so it says, a main fault line in the Middle East today is between leaders who want to create economic opportunity and a better life for their peoples and those who manipulate religion and ideology in order to foment conflict. So I want you to know, Brad, they call us warmongers, <laughs> the church. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, this vision aims to be respectful of ideology, religious beliefs, and historical claims, but is focused primarily on putting the interests and aspirations of what? The people first. There's another one. Of the religion side of it. Mm. They want to put the people first, which what I wrote in the notes, 
overrides doctrine. Hey, it's 111, 111. <laughs> that is funny. How about that? Okay, now the next thing is, it is important that governments unambiguously condemn all forms of terrorism and that governments work together to fight against global terrorism. So I thought, you know what, Brock? When I read all this deal about the his peace accord and his uh, Abrahamic accord, do you know there was no protections for Christians? Oh, yeah. It is for Muslims. And it is for Jews, but not for the Christians. But it will be for LGBT and for, you know, all the systemic racism agendas, gender equality. I'm thinking that those two have come together in agreement against the church, well, against the bride, the, the true that, remnant, the extremists. Don't forget the, the Pope's one world religion. Anyone who doesn't accept this peacefully one world unity and revival yeah, that they're yeah. talking about, and if you're not in this whole unity revival, then you're disunifying, you're divisive. Matter of fact, terrorist. They're going to make it so that it's not so much that we're martyrs, and we'll talk about that, but criminals. You know what I mean? Yes. Because either you're for it or you're a criminal. <laughs> Bride, and I need to make another announcement in case you do not know this. Do you know that Trump's peace plan did split Israel? It did. It is a two-state solution. You can go online and see these articles. Today, I read that. It's so sad, Brock. Because all of us remember that was the last piece of biblical prophecy that we was waiting on is for them to split Israel, and he did it. The Jerusalem Post is where I read that today, in case you guys want to research. The Jerusalem Post talked about um, the deals that um, the UN, I believe the UN, anyways, we'll, we'll post that sometime, but I don't want to get into that, but it, basically I read that. There. Well, the thing is, is we that was our last piece of... Uh, Biblical prophecy before we stepped into tribulation, which I told you, right? I believe that this year we have stepped into full-blown tribulation. That is just my belief, of course. But that, when I found this out today, I was like, this only confirms that we have passed that point. But it says here that this vision provides for the transfer of sizable territory by the state of Israel. Territory to which Israel has asserted valid legal and historical claims and which are part of the ancestral homeland of the Jewish people, which must be considered a significant concession. In other words, he's saying, I want y'all to see that Israel give up a whole lot to be a part of this peace plan. So in this thing is dated January 28th. This is what the president did, Brock, in January which made me have this eerie feeling he just finished the peace plan. By the way, I talked to Stephen Benoom about this today. All right. Everybody says this is not the peace plan because they say the Antichrist will confirm it, right? Mm -hmm. But according to Stephen Benoom, he believes that this was the confirmation. He said there was a first one years ago. 
But this one was the final confirmation. Mm -mm. So I'm thinking, well, oh just, my goodness. So basically when they do stuff like that, they're just waiting for the right time where all yes. things are together to release the information. Yes. Yes. So look at here, Brad. Mm, Remember the other thing about the realistic. This is President Trump's words. He says, this vision is the most serious, realistic. Wasn't that a term we read mm. earlier? Realistic, think globalistic. And detailed plan ever presented. This vision is just the first step and provides the basis for historic progress towards peace. And it hopes this vision, this is back in January. Then it says this vision, this vision, this vision, bringing together Israeli political rivals to normalize relations. Brad, what, when you see the word normalize, what does that mean? Normalize means sharing all data. Mm -hmm. The United Arab Emirates brought that deal that we have yeah. this right here. They, that's what they did. They normalized relations, which means we just became one with you. We married you. Remember, Brad, when we read that executive order by the president about the UN day? I told you, it's almost like he is marrying us to the UN in this deal. The way that he worded it. You know, it's, got, it's like he was saying, I now pronounce you man and wife, us to the UN. But this is what happened with the United Arab Emirates. Whenever they say normalization, that's what they mean. Okay, so President Trump has reached an understanding with Israel regarding a map setting forth borders for a two-state solution. Okay, so I want you to know, Brad, it is confirmed that there is a two-state solution. The vision aims to achieve mutual recognition of the state of Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people and the future state of Palestine as the nation state of the Palestinian people with equal civil rights for all citizens within each state. Isn't it, isn't it interesting, though, if there's ever a great example of how misinformation works, this is a great one because you could watch the news and see how all the news made it look like amazing. We were on a faith call with the White House again uh -huh. when Trump and his people encouraged the faith community. We're talking about specifically in our area is the evangelicals. But really, it's all religions on that call. It was all religions, but you know, for they us, they try to make them think it's only evangelicals, but it's all of He told them to back them up. They were like, back him up all the way. And then right after that, all of their Instagram feeds, Facebook, social medias, they were telling all of their congregations to back up Trump. It was the best thing ever. Way to go, Trump. Peace in Israel. And you see how the church can take that and run with it. Mm -hmm. So you have CBN and all these different, you know, on TV or in front of people, all the ministries that are out speaking. These guys are talking about how it was the best thing is peace in Israel. And you see how they all just swarm to the israeli you know whole thing is just you know i go back to that and then here you are you when you actually investigate and see what they're doing no it's what they say what they want you to hear they what they want you to find is the next level and then what they want you to come to a conclusion of what you actually believe it's all different levels all right go ahead. 
Well, I just want you to know that they this vision gave them fifty billion dollars. Fifty billion. Fifty billion dollars for the peace plan. Okay, that's over there, and then I have this, and then I'm done. Wow. This is the August thirteenth. All right. This is the joint statement of the United States, the State of Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. This is for full normalization of relations between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. All three countries face many common challenges and will mutually benefit from today's historic achievement. And then right after they all got a uh, religion all put together you know, with the Pope, <laughs> this happened right after that. It did? Mm -hmm. Delegations from Israel and the United Arab Emirates will meet in the coming weeks to sign bilateral agreements regarding, listen to this, this is where the normalization comes in of all these areas. Investment, tourism, direct flights, security, telecommunications, technology, energy, healthcare. Healthcare. Oh my God. Can I say one world religion? I mean, one world order? Culture. Culture? How are you going to change culture with Muslims? and the Jews, if you're not trying to blend them. The environment, the establishment of reciprocal embassies and other areas of mutual benefit. Opening direct ties between two of the Middle East's most dynamic societies and advancement economies will transform the region by spurring economic growth, enhancing technology innovation. Why? Because bribe when you turn the page it talks about the vaccine. Looky here. The United Arab Emirates and Israel will immediately expand and accelerate cooperation regarding the treatment of and the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. Working together, the efforts will help save Muslim, Jewish, and Christian lives throughout the region. So, what's the date on that one? The date on this is August 13th. That's what I thought. So, right, y'all put together the peace plan because you want to be the ones rolling out the vaccine. And then it says, as set forth in the vision for peace, all Muslims who come in peace may visit and pray at the mosque in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem's other holy sites should remain open for peaceful worshipers of all faiths. Oh, then, right here is dated September. This is the most newest one. September 15th of 2020. This is called the Abraham Accords. Peace Agreement. Treaty of Peace, Diplomatic Relations, and full normalization this was the final this was the one that i said that's it we're in tribulation this is it between the united arab emirates and the state of israel and then it says what desiring to establish peace diplomatic and friendly relations cooperation and full normalization of ties between them and their peoples in accordance with the treaty and then it says over here, Brian, 
to by spurring economic growth, enhancing technological innovation, which is the vaccine, and forging closer people-to-people -people relations, which I put beside it, which means what? Monitoring. And then look here, Brian. It says, recognizing that the Arab and Jewish peoples are descendants of a common ancestor, Abraham, and inspired in that spirit to foster in the Middle East a reality in which Muslims, Jews, Christians, and peoples of faith, denominations, beliefs, and nationalities live in and are committed to. Okay, this is an announcement. All Christians out there, tell me if you agree to this statement that our president wrote in this Abrahamic Accord, a spirit of coexistence. Coexistence. Ecumenical. Man, I'm telling you. Ecumenical. Mutual no. understanding and mutual respect. Coexistence. No, sir, Mr. President, the Christians do not agree to this. Not at all. And you've got the evangelicals up there at the White House agreeing to this mess. Mm -hmm. He has got it officially on paper that we're all coexisting. It says, for full normalization of bilateral ties and hereby established between the United Arab Emirates and the State of Israel, the parties shall be guided in their relations by the provisions of what? The Charter of the United Nations. Yeah, of course. You heard it right there. And the principles of international law governing relations among states so i'm like okay what is international law hold up you gotta go back to two ago I mean, two, all right what the one right there with the arab Emirates. you know that okay right here all yeah. right now something came to me and i had to go get the exact timing on here because this is the peace deal that trump got all this good pr especially from, from the, the church. church oh yes the church was all yes. excited about peace yes they did in the middle east that yes. rhymes so peace in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East. Yeah. When was this executive order put out? August 13th. I'm going to share my screen. I got to show you all this. Okay. I remember specifically when that got pushed that what happened in the background while this was getting all the noise on the front was, ah. that, was that the United Nations um, didn't give Trump what he wanted. Iran. Remember the deal that Obama did with Iran? There was a weapons embargo placed on them. And that was supposed to be lifted up at the end of October. Yeah. So starting November right now, they would be able to start utilizing weapons again. What? Uh-huh. And I got it right here. I'm going to show y'all. All right. So what was crazy about that is there's all this peace. You know, it's just a temporary peace because starting november where the, all the shutdowns and the chaos is coming the last hour that prince charles talked right about, before thanksgiving mm -hmm, all of this now i'm gonna just get, scroll up to the you top you gotta make your screen bigger so they can see it yeah they should i mean i'm gonna zoom in here in a bit yeah zoom. all right so this is all right i'm this is new york times okay this is the UN Security Council rejects the US proposal to extend arms embargo on Iran. What? And look at the date on this. August 14th. <gasps> the next day? The very next day. 
Now, this was released the very next day. So while one is getting public praise, wow, behind the scenes, this is happening. So the United States suffered an embarrassing diplomatic defeat. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. So while they, guys, it's all distractions. It's called um, deception, just like the Trojan yeah. horse, you know, or the, I read in the spy museum, they have a big display where they, the CIA hired magicians to teach their agents how to distract someone with a hand while they're putting poison in their drink, assassination and things like that. And to, you know, pickpocket people and stuff. It's all deception. While you are distracted with this news, things are happening in the background. Which so, makes you wonder today with President Trump doing such a debacle, oh, what yeah. happened today? What's always happened in the background? Well, <laughs> we're going to show you with the vaccine what's happening, but you can go on here, read, but I want to scroll down and show you the point right here. It says the arms embargo was designed to prevent Iran. I'm going to zoom in. Just can't, everybody can't see that. Yeah. It was designed to prevent Iran from buying and selling weapons, including aircraft and tanks. It was due to expire in October, at which point Iran would legally be able to begin replenishing its armed stockpiles. Wow. Something the Trump administration has said it would not permit. Because he kept all he kept his promises, remember? Remember how he talked all this big deal about the Iran horrible deal Obama did? Well, yeah. he suffered a huge loss here, but none of his followers know about it. Because in the it makes it look like peace in the Middle East when in reality he suffered a big kick in the stomach. But here's the thing you gotta see. Right now, the end of October coming. Now here we are in November. So now they are stockpiling and weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. Pompeo was in Israel while Israel was bombing some of their weapon places that was happening in Syria. Right. So you see, that's why when this whole thing with the election happened in November, right after they're now the embargoes lifted. Yeah. So here they are. Now listen, remember how they were talking about Israel was saying they're going to bomb Iran now? All this stuff happened and everybody thought there was peace, peace, peace when there is, is no peace. peace. So, guys, I just wanted to point that out. Real well, let quick. me say one more thing right, and go I'm going to give Brock the floor. International law. Remember, Brad, I told you about the international courts of justice. We're going to keep our eye on this, Brock, mm -mm -mm. because I believe that in 2021, Ooh, buddy. 2021, we are going to see a lot of the UN come to in front of our eyes. Okay, about international, the UN Charter in its preamble set an objective to establish conditions under which justice and respect for the obligations arising from treaties, mm -hmm. all of this at the Abraham Accord and all this is a treaty, and other sources of international law can be maintained. Ever since, the development of and respect for international law has been a key part of the work of the organization. This work is carried out in many ways, by courts, tribunals, multilateral treaties, and by the Security Council, oh, yeah. which can approve peacekeeping missions, impose sanctions, yeah. or authorize the use of force when there is a threat to international peace and security. Right. As such, it is an instrument of international law and 
UN member states are bound by international law. So here's the International Courts of Justice. The principal judicial organ of the United Nations is the International Court of Justice. Now that is a theory, Brad, that I told you, I think President Trump may, if he, he may go over everybody's head and go straight there. Yeah, if it don't work out here at the Supreme Court, all he's got to do is go to the UN. And again, the UN gets to save the day. International law defines the legal responsibilities of states and their conduct with each other. States are each countries. Yeah, that's the countries. And their treatment of individuals within state boundaries. Its domain encompasses a wide range of issues of international concern, such as human rights, disarmament, international crime. Disarmament, guys. That is taking guns. Yes. I want to make sure you catch that. Which on the UN website has a gun being disarmed. That's like SDG 16 or something like that, but go ahead. Refugees, migration, problems of nationality, the treatment of prisoners, the use of force, and the conduct of war, among others. It also regulates the global commons, such as the environment and sustainable development, international waters, outer space, here we go. And here we are thinking, oh, I can't wait for you to reveal that. Here we are thinking President Trump's doing this great thing with the Space Force right now. Mm-hmm. But we know now Come it's on. governed by the UN international law. And if it's governed Global by the communications UN, and worldwide, and I'm finished. Well, the sad thing is that there's an international court of justice that's about to take more of the precedence, right? And it does say that everybody's bound to it. The problem is, is where does our constitution fall? Exactly. Exactly. This week, with the Noahide week, you're going to hear about what the Noahide um, ambition is for their for their course because they have a Sanhedrin again now. And wow. That is the, uh, well, we would say Judaism or Zionist, or you can go back to whatever you want to call it, but the Jewish religion in the past, the Judaism religion had a Sanhedrin as their high court. So we're going to talk about that, another little teaser for you with the Noahide laws coming up. Now, today I saw something that really, put a, um, I know the spirit of God put a finger in my heart because, you know, beginning of this year, the only thing that the Lord has spoken to me about this year wasn't about Trump winning or Biden winning or anything like that. Matter of fact, God hasn't spoken to me anything about who's winning or what. The only thing he spoke to me is that there would be a split in the church in November that people would have to choose. People would have to choose to completely trust God with their health, with their finances, with their family, with every area, completely believe the Bible, trust them, or give in to compromise and fear that there would be people starting to die, okay? And that people would make a decision. There, if there's ever a time of dividing line, it's now today for the first time. I mean, I've seen, we know that people have signed, evangelicals, Christians have been signing a petition telling about, people to take the vaccine about the vaccine yes. that it's okay to take the vaccine today i saw the gentleman i can't remember his name because i don't want to mispronounce his name but he's a gentleman that looks you know he's like a, a middle eastern and i think maybe i can't if he's from india or not but there was a gentleman 
I've been seeing ministers today standing up and clarifying, like as if they're afraid of the country or the state or afraid of, if they are making it very clear that they are with the vaccine. They were up making oh. statements. People are starting now to make statements. These ministers are coming out and saying, because they know they're getting ready to implement it. Guys, the, it is about. So they're, they're priming their church. I'm telling you right now, if there's ever a time, and I, and I want to get into some of my talk about, you know, on the Noah had talk, but there is a split coming. People are going to have to make in mind, are they going to take the vaccine or not? Yeah. Now, the, there's a few questions. Number one, what stance do we take? Now, as a public ministry, where people, you know, in White House correspondence, mm -hmm. to stand up and take a stance. Now, not the whole smoke and mirror, you know, dog and ponies show. Right, right. We're talking about for real with conviction stance. Vaccine or no vaccine. The next question is, is how close is this vaccine to a mark of the beast exactly now the book of daniel the book of revelations when we look at this mark you all are very informed and you guys yeah you're very smart people you're researchers i i was we don't even have to go into the bible and read this right in this particular instance okay we can do that another time but right now i'm going to show you some things we're going to go in and i want to take this time to kind of educate on this vaccine now, there are some things that need to be settled, and I hope to right now, for the rest of this time, we need to take this time and let's settle some things on this vaccine. Let's look at it, okay? Because right now, we're going into that time where you have to choose vaccine yes. or no vaccine. Now, there's a lot of noise out there. Right now, you can look at the news and see COVID-19 on the rise and the rise and a lot of fear. And that the vaccine, vaccine, vaccine is saving the day. Okay. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna show you a few things. I'm gonna give you what is out there, and we're gonna. We're just gonna talk about this. Now, that is my question for you: Is it how close is it to the vaccine? Now, what do we mean by that? Now, buying and selling. Okay. It's a. It's a. Uh, you know, let's talk about the mark of the beast. Okay. My mom wrote a book about the mark of the beast. When you were in London. What were in some 2012 of, in tw 2012 you were in London and you went into a place that they had right there and they had on in the display. transportation museum which by the way 2012 data, yeah data is transportation yep because it travels along the information highway remember she said this data we're talking about computer yes. data digital Data is transportation. That is infrastructure. Yes. Y'all hear that? Now, you saw something on about the Internet of Things. Yes. In 2012, guys, what year did they say the Internet of Things would be taken over? The 2020. World? What? Yes. 2020. 2020, which is what year we're in. Just in case I didn't yes. know. So 2020, the Internet of Things would be in full effect. Is that one of the words? Do you remember the exact words? It was something like full effect. Mm -hmm. It was something like that. Now, 2012. Okay. Back then, they were predicting 2020 as if they knew. Yeah. Okay. So remember that, Internet of Things. Now, we also know about everything. We can go Well, let me stuff. give a quick definition of go Internet ahead. of Things. All right. Internet of Things is computer chips. 
It is RFID technology, radio frequency identification device. And it means that everything is interconnected. You have your appliances are connected to your car, is connected to your house, is connected, if you, it was connected to your dog. If you have the chip or the nanobots, you will be connected to the grid. It's the matrix. If you see the movie, The Matrix, where they have that connected to the back of their neck, it's kind of like that. You will be connected to the grid. Internet of things, everything connected. You're right. So Sundar, you're right. I guess Sherry Da. That is the guy I saw today, Sundar, the prophet from India. He has, he always wears, he has the white beard and the orange Indian. Outfit. I've always thought he was Nar. Oh, yeah, but he's definitely mystical. But yeah, he's definitely. I saw him on there talking about the vaccine. That taking he, the vaccine. He yes. wanted to clarify that, you know, that it was misinterpreted what he had said. But he wanted to be very clear, very clear that he is for the vaccine. Now, Here's what we're going to say. Now, before we get into a whole bunch of stuff, guys, there's going to be a lot of questions, and it's please ask all the questions you can, but I'm going to show some videos and some articles that you're just going to, I'm going to go in and show some things. Now, Mom just talked about the United Nations. I wanted you to see the big picture. So we're going to, we're going to flow from there first. Now, this is going to take a while, all right? I'm not going to I'm trying to bore you, but I got two videos that basically take everything and organize it very, very well. Now, I'm going to take you into a video that basically highlights the sustainable development goals and how, you know, the UN and all them talk about how the vaccine fulfills all the SDGs. You won't believe it until oh, you... Oh, Brian, you're not going to believe You won't this, believe this you? until you see it, so... We're going to play this now, and I'm just going to, this is another YouTuber. Now, I have not watched every little second of this video, so we're going to be watching it live with you, okay? But we saw enough to say we need to show everyone Yeah, that. he's got some good information. Where is that video at? What? Here we hey. are. All right, we're going to play this with you guys. And uh, let's hope you guys can hear it. Please let us know. Here we go. So get your seatbelts on. It's about to get real, guys. We are going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what, after this, if, if this doesn't settle things for you, I don't know what will. Okay. Exactly. Now you'll be forced to settle at some point, but here you go. All right. Does in the questions, because um, uh, then I'll share with you my rather one-sided opinion on that. Um, so what could be a best return, better return on investment, Rob? What could we invest our resources in if we're not? Let's just be clear. He's talking about return on investment. It's a business term. You know, spending our money, our investment. Okay. Yeah, it's got a good All right, good. So I can't remember. I don't know this guy's name, but you'll see it later on in his talk. And to tackle hesitancy. If hesitancy is not to blame. And he's talking about vaccine hesitancy. Okay. Which they said in our vaccine. How are we going to deal with it? 50% don't want the vaccine. That's right. So they call that vaccine hesitancy when people are hesitant to take it. All right, here we go. It's in the future. Well, I would argue that now is the time where we need a shift in perspective. Immunization is a best buy. All right, guys, take a good look at this chart real quick. We're going to pause it, okay? This is SDG, Sustainable Development Goals of the UN, 
Okay, there's 17. And this chart basically goes and shows you how he's promoting that it basically a vaccine immunization, he's saying, fulfills all these SDGs. You wouldn't believe it unless you see it. This is the innovation. That's crazy. Innovation, partnership, unprecedented progress. Why? Because of technology. You'll see later. Yes. They have very, very huge innovative technology in these vaccines. Okay. Yes. Check this do. out. It's the first time ever being used in vaccines. Wow. It's never been tested, never been in a vaccine before that they're telling you, but it is huge innovation. And there it's part of the SDGs. Now, healthy children equals increased prosperity. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Immunization plus nutrition means healthier families. Yeah. Vaccines means longer, healthier lives. Vaccines means improved learning. Why? Because of the nanotechnology. And here you're going to be able to have better cognitive abilities. Immunization. So vaccines empowered women and girls. Isn't that funny? Mm. How about that? So clean water plus vaccines equals less disease. <laughs> I can't believe this. Efficient equipment means cleaner environment. So healthy population equals more productive workforce. Well, I say on the efficient equipment, uh, because this is how this vaccine helps it, right? Mm -hmm. So efficient equipment, I believe, is technology because it, it helps Come them on. to be more efficient. So the efficient equipment, and a lot of the stuff I read today, they were talking about the, the new artificial intelligence that they're using to test faster. They're, they're giving all of the fast testing that usually it takes five or so years yeah. it's it's all because of our artificial intelligence our ai is allowing us to test very fast and to go through algorithms and blah 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 so better health immunization i'm not going to read it let's just keep going 14 of 17 sdgs are addressed through immunization and when we talk about universal health coverage we talk about primary health care we talk about uh, health security. Without immunization, there's none of that. Another United Nations Sustainable Development Goal we have covered here on this channel is the Global Digital ID. Yeah. Again, an operation that Bill Gates is at the center of as he openly has partnered with and is funding the United Nations and ID 2020 to achieve this goal, which directly ties into the new digital financial system of control, which many people believe will lead to the mark of the beast type scenario where your entire life will be embedded into your body, delivered through a vaccine, and it will hold your medical records, your wallet, your keys, your credit score, your passport, virtually everything about you in a conveniently digitally tracked form on the blockchain supported by 5G and AI. Now, for more information about this, please see my previous reports. I have covered it in detail with. Now, we're not going to go in too much of that because I haven't watched it and I haven't, you know, vetted the information, but I do want to say a couple of things here. Number one, we're going to go into this lady next. Now, they talk about the whole quantum dot. Now, I'm sure you, some of you ladies have heard, or some of you people have heard about this lady here. Now, yes, I'm, go I'm going to go in and show you guys, okay, some of the proof. I'm going to go in and show you some of this, okay? But I want you to hear this slide. Now, this is a video that is 21 minutes long. 21 minutes. Now, listen. This video is the best organized 
information on the vaccines that you can find. Now, after watching this video, I will show quickly some of the different demonstrations, um, some of the different proofs of the nano dots and some, some of the things she brings up, okay? Now, I'm gonna just play this video. Get ready, here we go. I'm just gonna start playing. So what do you think about going from human 1.0 to human 2.0? Um, and what does that mean? Well, going from human, so what do you think about going from human 1.0 to human 2.0? Um, and what does that mean? Well, going from humans as we now know ourselves to human 2.0 has something to do with transhumanism. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's about uh, taking uh, humans as we know ourselves and melding with artificial intelligence. Um, kind of like being in the matrix, if you've ever seen that movie. And that may seem kind of cool to you. Uh, we might have some superhuman abilities, maybe uh, be able to think of something um, and it happens, uh, maybe have some physical abilities that would be almost superhuman-like. That's the idea, that's what you see in sci-fi movies. And for myself, thinking about this topic, I'm like, well, I have some time, I think that's many years in the future. However, this, this question, this idea is now right in this moment. We need to make a decision. And I found out that we need to make a, a decision about this because I investigated the proposed COVID-19 vaccine. And this is my alarm call to the world. Um, I looked at the pros and cons and it frightens me. And I want you to know about this. You need to be very well informed because this new vaccine is not like your normal flu vaccine. This is something very different. This is something brand new. This is something completely experimental on the human race. And it's not just about being a different vaccine. There are technologies that are being introduced with this vaccine that can change the way we live, who we are, and what we are, and very quickly. I think that, um, you know, some people that you might know these names, uh, Elon Musk, who is the founder of SpaceX and uh, Tesla Automotive, as well as Ray Kurzweil, who is one of the, um, the big wigs of Google. Uh, these are um, self-proclaimed transhumanists. They believe that we should go to human 2.0, and they are very big proponents of this. Um, there's a lot of other people that you might know their names. They're also involved with this, so you should look that up. I think the easiest way to explain this to you is to go with one of the front runners for the vaccine and go into a little bit of the history and tell you how they want to make the vaccine. And I think that will speak volumes. So for instance, Moderna is one of the front runners for the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, you should know that Moderna was founded um, by a person from Harvard, Derek Rossi, and this researcher actually was successful in taking some modified RNA and being able to reprogram a stem cell in the body and change the function of the stem cell. He actually made it genetically modified, okay? So you can, he proved that you can genetically modify something by using modified RNA.
So they founded the company Moderna on this concept. It's kind of a new kid on the block, okay? It's not been around that long. In fact, it hasn't even made any vaccine for a human before. It's made no medicine for a human before. This will be their first run. You must know that Moderna was in the news recently because it really fast-tracked. It's, it's like the other companies. It's fast-tracking the vaccine. It's going from phase one to phase two very, very quickly. In fact, it's gone from phase one to phase three in its experiments from March of this year until currently. I mean, that is unbelievable. It usually takes five or six years. How are they able to do this with the safety and efficacy data that we need? Um, and I want you to know that in phase two, we only use between, they're only using between 30 and 45 humans. In Moderna. I'm so sorry, guys. You gotta go to share your screen and make sure you got it on your screen. All right, we're gonna do this again. I don't know what happened, guys. Well, they could hear her. Uh, they just just start showing her from this point. Yeah, I'll just make sure that it, it pulls up on here. I'm gonna go ahead and play it again. Sorry about that. Thank you, guys, for letting us know test study they only used 45 humans and with the uh the high dose vaccine group they got 100 percent of those people got systemic side effects 100 that's only in the short side effect profile in the low dose vaccine 80 percent 80 percent got systemic side effects now we don't even know the long-term side effects from that. We would need a lot longer time, right? Maybe years. But we do know based on previous animal studies of using this technology that you're going to, ex you can expect possibly increased cancer rates, increased mutant genes, mutagenesis, also increased autoimmune reactions. For instance, in some of the ferret studies, they saw that when the ferret was introduced to the the virus that they were trying to protect the ferret from after the ferret got the vaccine, they actually had an exaggerated immune response. It actually hurt the ferret. They had more lung inflammation, more lung fluid, even some problems with their liver. It actually hurt them. They had a poorer response. Okay, so this, those are longer term reactions and that could be seen with this vaccine, but we don't know the data yet. So it's not without risk. And how are they doing this? Well, they're actually um, suggesting to use uh, a platform. Let me just explain the, uh, how they would administer the vaccine. So the vaccine, um, there's an idea called microneedle platform, okay? This was uh, developed by MIT. And they said it could be very easily produced Okay, and mass produced, this is why they're proposing this technology and many millions of vaccines could be made quickly. They could also be administered by yourself. So the idea is to get a Band-Aid, it looks like a Band-Aid you buy in the drugstore. It's shipped to you through Amazon or UPS or some other shipping service. You take it out of the package, you put it on your, your hand like this, and then you take the sticker off and voila, you've been vaccinated. So how is that possible? Well, in this Band-Aid, it has little tiny spicules, little tiny needles, and this was uh, designed after a snake viper fang bite, okay, or snake viper. Or veins, so little snake bites. Um, 
anyway, in these tiny little spicules, they claim you won't really feel it that much. There's uh, their little hydrogel. It's a material called hydrogel. Inside the hydrogel would be um, a luciferase enzyme as well as the vaccine itself. Okay, so what is all that? So first of all, you're getting the vaccine. It's modified RNA or modified DNA. Let's take Moderna, modified RNA. So in that modified RNA, the idea is that it would, the microneedles would puncture into your, your cell membrane, okay? And this synthetic piece of an RNA, it's a code for the part of the virus, or they could use a synthetic DNA, it's a code for the part of the virus would go into your nucleus, your body would start transcribing it, would start reading it, and making more of that part of the virus. Well, why would we want to make more of the virus or part of the virus? The idea is your body would get used to seeing it, would know how to make antibodies, and would have an improved T-cell response. And the idea is then when you saw it in the future, your body would already know how to fight it and it would be a better response. That's the idea. Um, the problem with that is they're using something called a process called transfection and transfection is a way that we make genetically modified organisms. Okay, I think you know about those fruits and vegetables. Uh, they're not as healthy as the normal uh, wild-type fruit and vegetables. So possibly you could extrapolate that to a human. If we become genetically modified, we would not be as healthy, okay? We don't have long-term studies on this anyway. This is unbelievable. And, you know, the vaccine manufacturers have made the statement, this will not alter our DNA, our genome. I say that is not true because if we use this process to make a genetically modified organism, why would it not do the same thing to a human? I, I don't know why they're saying that. Now, if you look at the um, definition of transfection, it'll tell you that it can be a temporary change in the cell. And I think that's what the vaccine manufacturers are banking on. It's temporary or it's a possibility for it to become stable, to be taken up into the genome, and so stable that it will start replicating when the genome replicates, meaning it is now a permanent part of your genome. That's a chance that we're taking. So it could be temporary or it could be permanent. And we would never know that for years down the road, honestly. So here we go. We've got something that can alter our genome. It's a possibility. And another thing on that, if they're altering the genome, what would be the effects? I told you previously some of the side effects, but also we need to know that this is a synthetic piece of DNA or RNA, okay? And if it becomes taken up into the genome of a human, it's synthetic. It's not from nature. And if you look at the Supreme Court justice ruling on synthetic DNA or genes, it can be patented, and patents have owners. So what does that mean for us? What if this gets into our genome? Does that mean Moderna or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the Department of Defense, all of these people who are involved in the patents, or are they somehow going to own part of our genome? It's a possibility. You need to know that. So that's one part of this delivery system, just one. Now let me go to the next. The next part of the delivery system is a luciferase enzyme. Okay, they named it, they patented luciferase. I don't like that name. 
luciferase because it has bioluminescent qualities, which means it can produce a light or it has a light source. And the, all of this would be under your skin and you cannot see it. Now, the luciferase is an idea because they want to make sure that you're vaccinated. They don't trust medical records. They don't trust you saying that you got vaccinated. They want to make sure. And they want to make sure it was successful, a, a successful transfection, a successful gene modification. So when you get the luciferase enzyme, if you have a, an iPhone or a special app on the iPhone, you can scan over that area and it will give a digital code, a digital imprint, a digital pattern, something that will identify that you were vaccinated. It, it holds your vaccination record. It also gives you an ID, a number, a barcode, a branding, whatever you want to call it, a tattoo. It's all the same thing you now become like a product. So we have that. Now the third thing I mentioned was hydrogel. So hydrogel is actually an invention from DARPA, the uh, Department of Advanced Research Projects Agency. This is um, kind of a sci-fi kind of a group from the Department of Defense Pentagon um, of the US government. They make these fantastic um, Inventions. So one of them is hydrogel. Hydrogel, you can go, I'm sorry, you can YouTube, look on YouTube, look at Profusa is one of the companies, uh, DARPA, as well as hydrogel, and you'll find some little two-minute clips that they describe. So hydrogel is nanotechnology, microscopic little robots. And these little robots, actually, I know it sounds crazy, it's still crazy to me, but it's possible, okay? They can... Um, disassemble, reassemble, assemble into and make different things. So with this hydrogel, it has, it's really nanotechnology. So that's something, um, you know, robotic or something that's artificial intelligence. It has the ability to connect with artificial intelligence. So this means that a human can now connect to directly and gather information from our bodies and gather it and uh, connect with your smartphone, with the cloud, with some other smart device. And once this is done, this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Think about that. Think about how immediately that could change our privacy. Immediately can change our autonomy. Immediately change our freedoms. This can gather data like your blood sugar, your oxygen, your blood pressure. Okay, those sound great. But it also can gather many other things. It can gather, they say, your emotions or your menstrual cycle, your activity, if you've fallen, um, your nutrients in your body. If you took medicines, it's a potential to see if you took illicit drugs. It's got a potential to see almost anything that goes on in your body. And all of this information is going where? That has not been addressed. Who's protecting this information? What are they using it for? This is really serious stuff, guys. This is all being proposed to being unveiled in the next vaccine, okay? The other thing to know is with this nanotechnology, hydrogel, um, artificial intelligence, you know, hookup, just like your cell phone, you can send a text message, you can send an email, but also you can receive them back. So that means we could receive information. What information would be coming back into us? Would it affect our mood, our behavior? 
Would it affect, you know, how we how we think or our memories? If you haven't watched the movie Matrix, I think you should. I think there's some truth in that in, in that movie. I see so many wrong things with this vaccine. And I see that we are not talking about it in the major media. And I see that, I feel that these companies are outright lying to us when they say they cannot affect our DNA. Because by all definitions that they're using, this can affect our DNA. That's all we need to say, right? So guys, I wanted to make this video short because I wanted to get the point across. I wanted you to really do your own research. So know that there are many risks that we're seeing here. And there is some, we really need to know if we really want to go from human 1.0 to human 2.0. And let me also tell you that there's some major names behind these vaccines. You're always going to see like the Department of Defense from the U.S. government sometimes DARPA, like I told you. Why is the military involved with our vaccines? You see the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation everywhere with this. If you look, you'll find that name almost always. And let's go back to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I want you to, to look up what, let's look at the track record. Let's look at what the man stands for. His family comes from a family of eugenics. What does eugenics mean? Population control meaning there's too many people on the planet. That's important to know. He's been on video stating that he thinks with uh, a very good new vaccine, we could get the Earth's population to be decreased by 10 to 15%. Well, who's going to stay and who's going to go? And who is he to decide? He doesn't have a medical background, no epidemiology background, no science background. He's not a doctor, a software tech. That's what he has. I'd also like you to realize, I always look at who has a vested interest. What are their motivations? What is his motivation, right? We already know his family background. Well, what's very concerning to me is that DARPA, this military agency, as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is very interested in something called gene drive research or technology or gene extinction technology. And it's exactly what it sounds like. By using genetic mutations, by use of transfection, for instance, you can exterminate an entire species from the planet. They are proposing to use this for mosquitoes, for instance, in Africa. But guys, our world is a delicate ecosystem. Who is, who is saying one species goes? You, you destroy one species, you could affect an entire ecosystem. So when you exterminate an entire species, you will affect an entire ecosystem. It's a very delicate balance. And who's to say who's going to stay and who's going to go? Who's got that knowledge? Why aren't we talking about this? And guys, if we can do it to an insect, we can do it to an animal, we can do it to a human. I bring this up because if these agencies that are behind the vaccine also stand for that, do you trust them with your health? Do you trust them with your family? Do you trust them with our children? The other thing is we're rushing this to production. What is the motivation behind that? We need to really think about this. 
I've also stated in the past that we need to know that there are, at least in the United States, there are mandates passed that make uh, the vaccine manufacturers have no liability, zero liability for any harm done to any human. If people are killed, if they're hurt, if they're paralyzed, if they're maimed for life, it doesn't matter. You have no recourse and they still make all their profit. So there's no incentive for them to make it safe anyway. Also want you to know that one of the mandates, the Emergency Preparedness Act, that's, that says they can force a vaccine on us. They cannot force a vaccine if there is a viable treatment for the COVID-19. And I want you to know that doctors around the world are being censored about treatment options for COVID-19 or prevention for COVID-19. Because if there's a true treatment or prevention, then they can't force this vaccine on us. I want to bring that up because what in the world is the motivation of doing this? Is it really in the health of all of us? As a doctor, I can't see how this is in the true health of the entire world. I think there's another motive, another agenda going on. The more I look at this, the more that comes up. So I'll leave you with this. I want to make this um, short and sweet, sweet so that you um, can digest this and think about it. All right. So we'll just leave it at that. I do want to say a couple of things. Now, she has a very strong message right here where she brings different things. And I want to basically, I want to show you something that on Dr. Mercola's where I played this video from on his site, he has a thing where it's fact checked and vetted and verified. I want to read this because we're, I'm going to show you some other type of things to back this up or some of the things at least. But I do want you to see that there is a fact check thing here for your act. Now you can pause this video and go on here uh, using Associated Press, Society of Professional Journalists, and all things like this. Okay, you can go on here because he says that everything he says has been verified and vetted. Now, we also want to, for the sake of journalism here, we want to say, now, what do you think CNN, you know, MSNBC and BBC and all these other people want to say? Up, uh, oh, let's see if I can log. Well, while you're doing that, Brock, I found a thing in the uh, .gov in the National Library of Medicine, okay? All right, so guys, where are we at? Where this is 2004. 2004 in the published medical. National Library of Medicine. This is, you know, legit. Okay. It says hydrogel drop microchips with immobilized DNA. Yeah. Properties and methods for large scale production. Right. And in this, it talks about a gel-based microchips. That's right. Offer significant advantages over two-dimensional airways. So gel-based microchips, it's in a lot of my studies, okay, I have seen them talk about the gel that surrounds the, um, basically there's, I'm going to show you a demonstration of this, how that when they stick it in, okay, it absorbs, oh, the dot. it yeah. absorbs into your body. And I believe this is the one right here. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to show you. 
That's a beauty. Well, I'm going to read this last sentence while you're finding it. It says, a method used for quality control of the chips by staining with fluorescent dye is proposed. Applications of hydrogel microchips yep. in research and clinical diagnostics are summarized. Brian, this is back in 2004. They had hydrogel with microchips back in 2004. 2004. And while you're looking for that, I just want to say that according to BBC.com, that she is false and misleading. Just so you know, and we have it out there, that they say that about her. We're talking about the BBC. BBC says that she is false and misleading that. What she says is not backed up by facts. So she's been fact-checked, okay? And some people say fact-checks say that her facts are correct. And some people say her facts are incorrect. Imagine that. I do, now that I got this finally working, I'm like, Lord. I go ahead. I want you to see what she's talking about here, okay? I'm just now. We're, this is a Florence Health. This is a different thing. There's all kinds of stuff out there about healthcare administrations and things like that. Now, and what's the date on that? December 18th, 2019, before COVID. Wow. Okay. This is an up close picture, all right, of the micro needle. These are called quantum dots. You'll hear this all the time. Now, for the sake of everyone on here, all right, I want to make sure people see this stuff. Now, each year, approximately 3 million people die due to vaccine-preventable diseases, okay? Half of which are children less than five years old. Now, you can go down here. It says, in response to this infrastructural problem, there's infrastructure again, Mom, especially yeah. prevalent in developing countries, researchers at MIT have devised an innovative way to record a patient's vaccination history that doesn't require traditional documentation, okay? Along with delivering the life-saving contents of the vaccine, a microneedle patch, so no syringe is necessary. It inputs a pattern of dye under the skin, invisible to the naked eye, which indicates the patient received a particular vaccine. Right. The pattern is comprised of copper-based quantum dots, a type of nanocrystal, so there's your nanotechnology, guys, mm -hmm that gives off light under certain spectrums. Each dot measures about four nanometers across and, cl and clinicians can detect them when using a smartphone that has an infrared filter removed, delivering the medication. So guys, this is an easy way. We used to think it just had to be the RFID chip, but now they got the RFID capabilities right. in a simple patch. Which can go on the, does it say it can go on the forehead? Yeah, it can go anywhere. It can go on your hand or your forehead. All it takes, guys, is facial recognition, walking into a place, put your hand out, get it scanned or scan on your head. It don't mm -hmm. matter, guys. All we're saying is this is too close. I want you guys to see this. Well, not only that, when you talk about that, Brock, but let's say you're Joe and I'm Jane. Mm -hmm. And let's say everybody out there is getting their ta their tattoo and they're all getting the shot. Yeah. 
Okay, and then they're making it sound like everything is so terrible and people are dying. So you got to make sure you get it. Kids are dying. And then I'm with you somewhere. And I say, hey, I need to see if you got the vaccine. I don't want to show you. Well, let me see your hand. Take your phone. Let me get my, let me check your hand. Oh, okay. I see. Let me see your forehead. Yeah. Oh, okay. They'll be able to scan to it verify. with their phone to verify if anybody else out there has it. So the question is, has always been, how will they know that you've had the vaccine? Because you will have the Lucifer in you. How do they know you're wearing a mask? Well, they can look at your face now and see you have a mask. When you right. walk to a gas station or restaurant, it says, you cannot enter here without a mask. Yes. So you and you can't go to work without masks. You can't buy or sell right now without masks, especially in a in a shelter in place. Now, here we now have the solution to chaos coming that they're saying all these different terminologies, like the last hour, blah, 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 all these things. Right. Now, I'm going to show you this video. This is just a demonstration of how this works. OK, get ready. Because this is what the lady on the video was talking about. Now that's skin. That's human skin. I think that was actually skin from a from a rat. <laughs> I don't know. Could be pig skin. Jakey says, Brock, you're right about all this. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, right there's the little patch. Okay. So, guys. It's interesting too that these, if these things are actually really delicate and they have to be transported in like negative 95 degrees or Celsius. I mean, it has to be cold, the transportation, you know, all these different deals. So now you remove the patch. Look at your skin. It looks totally normal, guys. Wow. Your skin still looks normal. So you can still live your life and have a mark on your forehead or your hand and nothing will look And different. most people won't even see it. But if you need to walk into a building and they want to scan you, this is what they use. Here's your smartphone. You see this? It comes up using, a, it's close to an infrared. But your smartphone can pick up, okay? There you go. Now, we have different patents out there. You know, the 060606. You know what I mean? 666. Which was changed, Which let me was, just say. Yeah, they changed it, but Lord. And then they're calling it Luciferian. Why would you want to use Luciferian? I know, seriously. All right, so uh, I just wanted y'all to see that. Now, if you go down here, I want to just read this so that there is nothing misstated or misrepresented here. It is what it is. All right. According to the research published in Science Translational Medicine, the dots added to human cadaver skin resisted photo bleaching simulating five years of sunlight. In other words, it has been proven the last five years. Wow. Now listen, the dots also remained detectable for up to nine months when tested in rats. Researchers have used the technology to deliver immunizations for measles, rubella, and more. 
until they've already used it and tested it. So this isn't like, like we said, 2004, it's been here. Yeah. So measles, rubella, all these different things, this has already been used. Now, look at this demonstration here. This is the smartphone images of the quantum dot markings in the skin of rodents at zero and 12 weeks after administration. The top is zero, the bottom column or, or row is 12 weeks. You can see that you still have the markings to show that you received a vaccine 12 weeks in. Right. Okay. Now look what they say here. MIT, this is quoting MIT. This study confirmed right here. This study confirmed that incorporating the vaccine with the dye in the micro needle patches did not affect the efficacy of the vaccine or our ability to detect the dye. Wow. Okay, now that's Anna Joklinek, PhD, research science at MIT. Okay, now it's easier for clinicians. They don't have to get lost. They don't have to call the next, you know, all your last family and get all your paperwork. We all know that's a headache sometimes, but look right here. So far, the research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Wow. And a grant from the National Cancer Institute has focused on rats. So more extensive studies are needed. The researchers plan to survey healthcare workers in developing nations to solicit feedback on how to implement this novel type of vaccination record keeping. Now, we went, what was the date on this again up here? Let's just make sure we clearly share the date, December 18, 2019. So what a coincidence this was done right before COVID came out. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one thing. Now, we'll stop here and I'll, I'll just want to bring up a couple of little things and, that I'm going to hit on real quick. And I know it's late. Lord, y'all have been sticking with this, but you guys look like y'all are fired up out there. Listen, now that's just one thing. Okay. Now I want to read just a couple of things that are just very interesting. Number one, I'm going to read World Economic Forum. Okay. World Economic Forum. This is a I can't remember if he's the president and chair. He's the founder. Okay, the founder and executive chairman of World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. This is the big guy, guys. I saw him and some of the other guys. This is your big guy right here. This gentleman here, he's talking about releasing his details of the Great Reset in May 18th. He had, his book right here is Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. He says a lot of wild things, but I want to highlight something down here at the bottom that he says that is just absolutely, um, it's shocking. It says fourth industrial revolution technologies will not stop at becoming part of the physical world around us. They will become part of us. What? Yeah, indeed. Some of us already feel that our smartphones have become an extension of ourselves. Today's external devices, from wearable computers to virtual reality headsets, will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and brains. Wow. God, you can't make this stuff up. This is the World That's Economic right. Forum. This is where the Pope, the presidents, all the kings and all the princes and all of the top bankers, wealthy men go usually to, you know, to Switzerland in the mountains when it's beautiful. 
But this year they're going to France. Now, so that's what he says right here. Exoskeletons and prosthetics will increase our physical power while advances in neurotechnology enhance our cognitive abilities. We will become better able to manipulate our own genes. You guys hearing this? We'll be better able to manipulate our own genes. Wow. And those That's dangerous. Look at this. And those of our children. These developments raise profound questions. Where do we draw the line between human and machine? What does it mean to be human? Wow. So it doesn't sound like she was off. Uh-uh. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just reading. I mean, you can't make this up. It's right there, right out of the world economic. Now, let's just go here. Look at what else we have here. Shaping the future of the Internet of Bodies. Whoa, 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 2012, you said Internet of Things. And guess what? Now it's 2020. The Internet of Things has turned into the Internet of Bodies. Which that is brand new. You can go, guys, right to the World Economic Forum right here. And you know, guys, in Australia, some of the representatives in their um, parliament actually brought it up for Australia's governing body to completely reject the World Economic Forum. Did you know unanim unanimously, every single one of them voted against refusing the World Economic Forum's agendas? Every one of them. I wonder why they completely unanimously refused. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. So last thing is, is Internet of Bodies. Now, I wanted you to see that. I, I do want to show you something else. Real. There's some really interesting stuff in there. Here's something that mom highlighted in an in a article or one of the news we did here recently. This is an interview Wall Street Journal. Now, this is the captain, right, of Operation Warp Speed. He says COVID-19 vaccine will be monitored via incredibly precise tracking systems that will ensure that patients get each get two doses of the same vaccine and to monitor them for adverse health effects. Wow. Slow, his name is. Also noted that the tech giants Google and Oracle have been contracted as part of this tracking system. Tracking, that means you will be tracked. It's called surveillance. Exactly. That means they need to know that How you have the vaccine. How much more finer can you get? Guys, we can go on this. Oh, no, it says collect mm -hmm. and track vaccine data. How will they be able, what do they mean by vaccine data? They want to know how it will affect your body. What the goes cloud. in the cloud. There you go. Yeah. So all this is in your body. Now let's just go over here. Now, she mentioned something about vaccines are not afraid at all about consequences. And I just want you guys to know, here it is. This is Wikipedia. You can go look it up. It's called the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. Okay, in 1986, under Ronald Reagan, okay, it was signed into law. The purpose, okay, I'm going to just highlight it right here, okay. The purpose was to eliminate the potential financial liability of vaccine manufacturers due to vaccine injury claims. Wow. To ensure a stable market supply of vaccines and to provide cost-effective arbitration for vaccine injury claims. Guys, after this law was passed, it went from like seven or eight vaccines to over 70 for our children because there's no consequences. And that's why you can go within a matter of months and do 
hundreds of millions of vaccines around the world for a supposed COVID pandemic. So here we are, we got a bunch of stuff. There's one more up here that I just wish I could somehow, I'm gonna move this over here so I can get it. All right, I want you guys, y'all can go Google this. It's called vaccine peer review. This is a, I mean, it is 1,053 pages of complete scientific proof about vaccines. Everything from kid vaccines to the flu vaccinations, everything guys. Now it's, it's only to 2015, so it's five years late, but guys, a few things on here that you want to know, I'm just gonna read um, a few of these things. It says, the harm from vaccines has seriously exceeded the benefit of disease prevention. Look right here. This, if you wanna know what this, this whole thousand pages is about, here it is. No batch of vaccine can be proved safe before it is given to children. There's a few things on here. I'm just gonna give you a few highlights. You can go Google this document yourself, okay? But listen, on page 725 and 726, it goes in detail of it in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, a secret government meeting where they talk about all these risks, but they would not, illegally, they would not let any of the, number one, none of the press in. Yeah. And they wouldn't let certain fields of study like toxicology, toxicologists and stuff like that, they would not let them in there because they were actually discussing what to do in their industry now that all of the proof has come out, that aluminum, that mercury, that all these things are completely killing our kids, giving them autism. I mean, it's all in here, guys. You can go in here, read this for yourself. I ain't got, we ain't got time for a thousand pages, but page 417 talks about nanoparticles nanoparticles this is in this is in the vaccine peer review document that you can google listen to this page 417 talks about nanoparticles of aluminum it did brain damage to the rats they studied on brain damage and that was december 2009 okay page 416 talks about our soldiers the gulf war syndrome and all of our vets from the from the Gulf War, the aluminum hydroxide from the anthrax vaccine. They made our soldiers take the anthrax vaccine. Oh, so sad. Back in the first Gulf War. And these people have brain damage and all kinds of horrible, you know, side effects from these vaccines, but they don't want to talk about it. Here's another page 414, aluminum. They link this aluminum to neuropathological, neurochemical changes in the brain, all kinds of side effects. This document goes in great detail for a thousand pages okay and it goes in and guys we got so much that we can cover guys there's so much on here literally i know my mom about to fall asleep up in I here am, i am sleeping i just want you guys you can stay and finish bro. all right i'm just gonna play this last video all right well i will see y'all later i'll see you tomorrow Brad. <laughs> all right let's just see if i can get this video to play and then we Let's see if I can get it, guys. Well, this is not the one I want to do. It's supposed to be this one. All right. I'm going to play this video. This is England, guys, talking about Moderna. You can go ahead, Mama. Love you.
I'll finish up because there's one thing I think I should put it out there. And I'm gonna, Take I'm gonna, your time, bro, because maybe we're going to break this up later. That's right. See you. All right. I'm going to play this. Come on. Doesn't look like it wants to play, does it? Hmm. Let's see why this one didn't want to play. Well, guys, I don't want to play, but that's England. Now, I'm just going to pull up one other thing here that's going to be very good for you guys to see. All right. This will be their last thing. Let's see here. Lord have mercy. Okay, guys. First of all, we know this is very important, but for the sake of all the details being in one video, guys, okay? For the sake of it all being here, I want you guys to see, this is the Washington Post, okay? All right. This is right on their website. This is what they're pushing out there, okay? And here you go. It says, what you need to know about the Moderna and the Pfizer coronavirus vaccines. Both appear to be 90% more effective. And look at this down here. Vaccines are made by different companies. One is being developed by pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech, and the other by biotechnology firm Moderna in partnership with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Both drug makers have moved at record speed and will seek regulatory clearance for their vaccines. Now, let's just give you guys the idea. Here is what you need to know. This is what they're saying is going to happen. So let's settle this once and for all. Here is the plan as we know as right now. Okay, here we go. November 9th, Pfizer and his German partner BioNTech report that their coronavirus is 90% effective. That's November 9th. Okay. November 16th, Moderna. They're 95% effective. Okay. Now we're on, you know, that's just a couple of days ago. Now the next steps, companies will apply to federal regular regulators for authorization to provide the vaccines more broadly. Then the FDA regulators will review the effectiveness, safety, and manufacturing. An FDA advisory committee will vote on whether to recommend the agency green light. Now, December, the FDA may authorize one or both vaccines. Here's the deal, guys. They've already ordered from both England, United States, the whole world is already ordered from both. Up, oh, wrong screen again. My goodness. What in the world? Let's try this again. 
Let's see if we can do this. Let's see if we can fix that. One second, guys. Okay, sorry about that. Lord have mercy. Decided not to work. It's not working again. Let's see if it works this time. I have no idea why that does that. Exactly. Thank you guys. Okay. It's about to come up again. There we are. Okay. So here you are. November 9th, November 16th. I want you guys to see this. There we go. All right. They're trying to give you all the steps. FDA approves it. December, the FDA may authorize one or both. Look at this. CDC and the Prevention Advisory Committee will discuss prioritizing vaccines for high risk groups. So the end of 2020, the government projects that Pfizer and Moderna will provide 40 million doses, enough for 20 million people by the end of the year. Okay. So why is the FDA using emergency powers to approve a vaccine? Well, emergency authorities issue temporary approvals for medical products to get them out during public health emergency. So the shutdowns start again. So here we go. Simultaneously, you have the COVID on the rise, shutdowns coming, state of emergency at the very same time, guys, that all of these vaccines are coming out. Why? Because it has to be state of emergency for the FDA to skip through all of the typical steps. All they have to do, such authorizations require less data. That's how they're going to justify less safety testing and data, guys. It's all right out here in the open. <laughs> I'm telling you what, my goodness. I feel like they think we're just ignorant or something. I don't know. Such authorizations require less data and can be done more rapidly than full approvals. You see, they've already justified things in advance. This is how they're gonna do it because of emergency. So since February, the FDA has used this power to authorize hundreds of coronavirus tests and a few treatments, but it has authorized a vaccine that way only once in its history in 2005 against anthrax, and that was under sharply different circumstances. And I just read you guys that the studies are very clear that the anthrax vaccine has caused adverse effects on our military. Our military, bless their hearts, have been the guinea pigs for vaccines. They have, they've already signed their rights away 100%, and they get vaccines constantly. And you can go do research on that. Now, and it goes down and says, when will I be able to get vaccinated? As if you want to, you know? That depends. Listen to this, guys. When will I be able to get vaccinated? That depends on your job, your age, and your health. The vaccines could begin to be distributed as soon as late December to those in high-risk groups. An estimated 200 million people who will receive priority according to a framework devised by an ad, uh, advisory committee to the CDC and prevention Government officials said that if both vaccines are authorized, 
they anticipate having enough doses for 20 million people by, by the end of the year. So look at this, the exact criteria for who will be first in line will be defined immediately after the vaccine is authorized, but the general principles have been discussed for months. You may qualify for early access because of your job. So healthcare workers, first responders are likely to be among those prioritized. I feel so bad for everyone oh, in hospitals, all of the healthcare workers. Guys, they say for the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell. Okay, so we already know at the very offset, a lot of people will not be, listen, they're talking about essential workers, guys. Look, I'll just read it. People who have essential jobs, that's us. We're, we're news. White House correspondence is essential work. We could stay in business if you want to, but if you want to stay in business, guess what? Essential workers, you see the catch? No, they're not mandating it, but if you want to stay in business, if you want to stay working, you want to keep your job, Guys, it says people who have essential jobs such as teachers, food workers, now healthcare workers, first responders are going to be prioritized. Listen, I'm just I'm just reading this, guys. Healthy younger adults who don't, you know, have medical conditions or high-risk jobs are likely to begin to get vaccinated started in April. But not everyone will be able to get the shots immediately and Children aren't even included in the most coronavirus vaccine trials. Pfizer is the first company to expand its trial to people 12 and older. So they probably will be among the last to get access. Look at this, guys. They're authorizing this vaccine to go out to everyone and our kids, our kids. They haven't even tested on kids, guys, and they're giving this out there. You know how many people are going to be begging? I just read an article that said millions of kids have been infected with COVID already this time around. We knew that would happen. We called that one. So this is what they're saying, okay? So they're saying, I would say in April, May, June, July, as we get into the late spring and early summer, that people in the so-called general population who do not have underlying conditions or other designations and priority to get shots, said Anthony Fauci. Okay, now here's how they get shipped. Pfizer will ship its vaccine ultra low temperatures. So you get all the doses that come in a vial. These vials, I'm just making sure everybody can see this. The vials are in big trays, okay? The frozen vaccine, these stay frozen. They hold 195 vials. The vaccine cart cartons are, are surrounded by 50 pounds of dry ice pellets. GPS temperature monitors placed in every single shipment, guys. This is no joke. I mean, this is, this is, this is crazy. So each vial of the Pfizer vaccine holds five doses when diluted. Once thawed, the undiluted vial can be kept in a refrigerator for only five days. A diluted vial can be kept for only six hours before it must be discarded. So how many doses will you need? Both vaccines require two doses. Pfizer's booster shot will be given three weeks after the first one. Moderna's is spaced four weeks later. 
So again, tracking everything. I'm telling you, it is something else. How the vaccines work. So guys, we listened to a woman earlier who went through some really large claims about hydrogel, quantum dots, luciferous, all the stuff which we have shown and proven basically to be real. This stuff has been here. It's not a secret. It's out there. Now, BBC says that everything she says is false. They fact-checked her, <laughs> and she's false. So, um, but I'm showing you, listen there. Here we go. We're going to read it for ourselves, guys. If cleared, these two will be the first vaccines using messenger RNA technology. These are synthetic RNAs that will cause our cells to multiply. They'll give them a message, basically. Guys, you hear what they're saying? The RNA, you know, the dots, you know, the little nanodots will go in and give a message to your cells to copy what message they give them. That's, anyways, we don't get no more plain. Ever, okay, anyways, so it's the first ever. These are the first vaccines ever approved by the FDA. It's different from the more traditional vaccines, which often use a weakened or dead version of a virus or a laboratory generated protein. Both vaccines use a snippet of the virus's genetic code to instruct, you see this? It's nanotechnology that gives a message to your cells, instruct cells to build the spike protein on the surface of the coronavirus, teaching the immune system to recognize the real thing. So mRNA, messenger RNA, it comes in a lipid shell. You see this? Listen to this. RNA vaccines contain a strip of genetic material within a lipid bubble. There's your hydrogel. Okay? It sure ain't coming out and saying it, but there you go. There's your lipid shell in a lipid bubble, they say. So inside, so it goes down into your cell. Inside the cell, ribosomes read the instructions for the spike protein. The cells then begin generate copies of the spike protein. The spike proteins go everywhere. So the antigen presenting cells consume the viral proteins and pass peptides to the T cells. The immune system representing the peptide learns the T cells. And then you have all this other stuff. <clears throat> Basically, you get a bunch of antibodies. All right. So how are they made so fast? Usually they take years. Before these, the mumps vaccine took four years. It was the fastest to be approved for use in humans. Developing the messenger RNA vaccines have been fast because scientists were able to start their work before there was a known case of the novel coronavirus in this country. Guys, we've been saying it. They already started on these vaccines before COVID came out. Matter of fact, Bill Gates was talking about it. You all know this. Y'all researchers, you know. It has been, it's, these have been built before the coronavirus. Look what they say here. Developing messenger RNA vaccines has been fast because scientists were able to start their work before there was a known case of the novel coronavirus in this country using the viral genome shared online as a template. Making messenger RNA vaccines does not require time-consuming steps such as growing ingredients and in chicken eggs. Obviously, when China, they said that China shared 
the template of the viral genome and things like that. And they were able to immediately get this guys anyways. And then there's, here's where it says of the vaccine safe. Listen to this, the full safety data haven't been made available yet, but no serious safety concerns have been reported in either trial. Intensive safety monitoring will continue. So in other words, everyone that takes this vaccine is a guinea pig. You're like a rat or a monkey in a, in a lab. Guys, it's telling you right here, there's, there's no full safety data. You know what? There's not safety data for any vaccines. There is no quote unquote full safety because they don't need it, guys. There is no repercussions for people having, I just read it to you, in 1986, it, it all passed. It's in law. There is no consequences for them. You cannot sue them. You cannot sue the government or the vaccine manufacturers. They are protected by law. Okay? So intensive safety monitoring. So what they're going to do is put the vaccine in people very fast as guinea pigs. And you know what? It's a big worldwide test. It's a big science project. They're going to be doing intensive safety monitoring will continue after the vaccines begin to be used. The side effects profile of the, vac the Pfizer vaccine includes pain to the injection site, as well as fatigue, chills, and fever. The side effects in Moderna is in pain to the injection site, muscle aches, and headaches. Guys, here's what's going to happen. I mean, if it's not as simple, I mean, this is it. They're going to do everybody's guinea pigs. How, let me ask you this, how do you test, okay, how do you test billions of people around the world? Ask yourself that. How do you test the whole world? How do you monitor the whole world? It's not just America, guys. We're talking about everybody in the world. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I know there are some countries that are right now trying to reject. One of them was Ghana, and their leader just, you know, just died all of a sudden. Right before the vaccine comes out, their leader who was opposing it died. I mean, I don't know. Could have been it's coincidence, you know. But here's the deal. How does the whole world get monitored? How do you do surveillance on the whole world? I mean, that's a lot of paperwork, right? So brilliantly, they came up with the quantum dots. It's all digital. Now, nanotechnology in your body. Check this out. They use the first COVID as an excuse to build 5G infrastructure all over the world. Now with 5G turned on, now we have the internet of things. Now they're right in your face, hiding in plain sight. They're not really hiding anymore. It's not conspiracy anymore. It's right there. They are going to call it the internet of bodies. Now, it's going to be like the matrix. Your body is a walking digital, just a 3D digital, what do they call that? Like a matrix walking around. Anyways, all I'm saying is this. 5G routers, 5G phones, 5G towers, 5G everything now. Okay, now that you got 5G turned on and all of your devices, your cars and everything in your house is all connected with chips, the internet of things, all of it has Wi-Fi. The last thing they need is to turn your body into a device. Now you are connected to 
the whole world. And you know what? The whole world is going to feel like one world because we're all connected. We all pretty much feel that way already. Now, I know it's late, and I just wanted to just get all this out there. Um, we will try to take this and break it up into smaller pieces as well, but I just wanted everyone out there to get this. Listen, we're starting tomorrow with the Noahide week. Okay, we're going to build on this, and we're going to go forward. Now, I know you guys had a lot of – you know, a lot of statements and thank you guys for sharing everything that you share on here because, you know, man, this vaccine is, it brings you to a question. To me, it is too close to the mark of the beast. Number one, it's too close to just my human inalienable rights. Okay. Pursuit of life, um, Life, liberty, and happiness. I can't even remember right now. I'm getting sleepy. But I can tell you right now, for someone to put that in my body, which, by the way, I don't want my daughter to get vaccines. I certainly don't want to get this vaccine. Now, I can't tell anybody else what to do. But I can tell you right now, this looks way too close because I can see by April, you know, May, they're going to be releasing once everybody gets that vaccine, they're going to be releasing the Great Reset. That is a one-world religion, one-world digital currency. You have a one-world vaccine at that time. It should be dispersed everywhere. Everybody will have vaccine orders and vaccine laws and vaccine you know, shelters and places. The whole nine yards, guys. They're talking about famine and food shortages, and civil unrest, and you name it, all that. So... All I can say is, is they keep talking about this dark winter. If this is leading up to our dark winter where we start getting a vaccine, they're going to start monitoring. They're already putting laws out for anti-Semitism. So you, now if you preach the gospel, you know, say the Jews killed Jesus. Okay, if you say things like that, you're, you're anti-Semitic. All right, if you, you know, basically preach the gospel about what sin is in terms of you know, different genders that you can't choose your gender. You know, you can't, you know, just say that God had created you gay or anything like that. Guys, you start preaching these truths, you're systemic, you're systemically a racist, you know, gender equality, you're not inclusive. I mean, there's a long list of things against us, not to mention mental health. If you preach, preach the gospel, cast out demons, tell people that they can be free from their depression and you are starting to now cure mental health, which is what the gospel is. It is being born again, being completely made new inside and then given the power of God, the spirit of God, the mind of Christ to renew your mind. That's make your health and your mind whole and healed. So guys, that's our gospel. And if you continue to preach your gospel, you're going to have to make a decision. All right. Are you going to be a criminal? Are you going to be an enemy of the state? I'm talking about the whole world state, the whole world that has taken a vaccine that makes this COVID disease to be so horrible that if you refuse this vaccine, not only are you, you know, a criminal, but you're against human rights. You're against, you know, you could be killing people around you if you don't take that vaccine. I mean, I'm just telling you, not only that, but your kids. You know, you know, 
DHS, you know, the Department of Human Services, Child Protection Services, you know, they can take kids away from people for not taking a vaccine. Guys, it's getting to the point. I mean, you really can't make this stuff up. But I can tell you there's justifications out there. They don't need to make a mandatory order. All they have to do is subtly behind the scenes, basically manipulating you or covertly causing you to have no other option but to take this vaccine. They're not going to make an, a mandatory order. Now, we heard them say in certain countries and different, uh, the UN and things like that said that, and I'll have to go back and see exactly where they said this. I'm trying to remember which country it was, but they basically said this. They said, oh, Lord, where, where do they say that? They said that it will not be mandatory, the vaccine first. I think it was Denmark, maybe, that it won't be mandatory. It's going to be voluntary at first. Now, you can't go to work. You can't, you know, buy or sell, obviously. You're not going to be able to go to the gas station without a vaccine. Eventually, all these businesses won't be able to stay in business unless they monitor people having vaccines coming in eventually. So, obviously, you're going to be, they said it's going to be voluntary at first. But if the, no, it was New York. That's right. It was the, thank you, Lord. It was the bar, the legal bar, okay, for attorneys in New York, right here in America. They clearly said that if it's going to be voluntary first, but if people, if the voluntary doesn't work, they will make it mandatory. So the Emergency Preparedness Act gives them the legal constitution, I guess you could say, the legal, legal ability to force a vaccine. Smallpox is there. We, we watched the vaccine uh, Congress. We watched it. And we heard them say that they have the law in place to nationwide do a, a mandatory vaccine because of smallpox. I think it was smallpox, but all of those laws got changed. And here's the thing. They also said that you don't have a religious exemption or a medical exemption anymore. They can, they can actually get, they can bypass that because of what laws they got in with smallpox and things like that. So guys, we're going, to, we're going to try everything we can to legally refuse medical, uh, religious, whatever. Um, but I can see, I will give you one other thing. Hitler's plan, and I'm going to talk about this this week. Hitler's plan from the very beginning, he told them, we, this is the Nuremberg trials. Hitler said, we do not want the Christians to be martyrs. We will make them to be criminals. So that, I have to leave you with that because what Hitler did is he drew the Christians in when they were close and they were so patriotic and so just bought in to the progress of the country. Guys, just like what Trump is doing right here. They got so close and they were his advisors and everything. So close. That when things, he became a dictator, Hitler, when he became a dictator and everything, and he was doing horrible things, all right? The church was so close that only a few people stood up against Hitler. I mean, it was only like a few thousand out of 60 million. Only, I don't know the exact number, but I'm just, what's normally found, it was a small remnant. A small remnant stood up to Hitler. 
Now, obviously, they got killed. They got jailed. They went to concentration camps. You obviously know what happened. But the deal is, is we're reliving history here, guys. So potentially, potentially, we're back in the same deal where we will not be persecuted just because of Jesus, okay? But because we're criminals, because the law, we're breaking the law, not getting the vaccine. We're breaking the law with mental health, breaking the law, preaching a pure gospel about what, you know, for the same thing Apostle Paul preached. It's called the offense of the cross. If you preach this gospel, you live godly, you will suffer persecution. So that's all I have for everyone tonight. Thank you guys for staying up so late. It is 3 a.m. here in Central Time. Now, if Reese Shackelford asked Brock, what will you and your mom do if they try to force y'all to take it? Now, first of all, you have to define what force is. <laughs> um, let's just say they pinned us down, all right? And they, you know, stuck us with some shot in the vaccine, right? I would claim Mark 16, that they will drink any poisonous thing and it would not hurt me. I would just... I would get up and shake off, shake it off just like the Apostle Paul in Acts. I came here verse 28. Uh, the Apostle Paul was picking up some sticks to build a fire, and a snake, a serpent, a poisonous serpent, bit him an asp. It bit him and he shook it off. Why? Because Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues. They if they if if they drink any deadly thing, a poisonous thing. It will not harm them. I would sit there, and if they did it, I would get my family together. We'd be praying in the spirit, and I would simply say, no deadly thing will harm my family. I would stand on that, and I would believe, and I would quote Psalms 91, no deadly thing come near my dwelling, no pestilence, no, you know, I would quote scripture and stand. If it got in my body, listen, guys, a disease or a sickness, is typically something that was outside of your body that got in. A cancer got in your body, and that's what Jesus did. That's what he taught. He commanded. He rebuked the fever. He commanded the sickness to go. It says, he, I command you to come out of him. That's all we do. When I heal the sick, I do the same thing. If a, something foreign to my body gets inside without my permission or God's permission, Listen, command to go. That's what we'll do. Plan A is not take the vaccine. Plan B, if they force it on me with against my will, they tackle me or something, which they got to catch me first. But if they do get me, then I'll just cast it out just like I would a sickness or disease. So, um, that's the only thing you have at that option. That's the only option you have at that point, okay? Now, th that brings you to the topic of the mark of the beast, you know, where – you know, you have to denounce Jesus and things like that. This is a topic that, you know, it's pretty hard to prove. It just, like I say, it's really close to looking like the mark of the beast. Now, if anything, it is absolutely definitely a precursor for sure. Because it's looking like buying or selling. And I'm telling you, it seems with the UN, all their great reset and the digital thing that they're talking about, the digital currency and everything everything digital and the ai they got quantum computers and all this stuff 
with all that being said, if there's ever a beast system, it's now. Okay, if there's ever a mark of the beast with all that stuff, it's looking like it is now. So it's very close, and we're going to keep monitoring. We'll keep looking at it. So everybody, I bless you guys. You guys are awesome. Listen, I know it's late, so uh, share this video. You know, make sure your family sees it. Make sure you can get the information. I know it's long, but you know we'll try to break it up as well and give you guys the things you need okay so you can share this you know but as of right now this video instead of taking days and weeks we just condense it into one long video okay love you guys and y'all be good and uh y'all have a good morning actually so i'll see you in a few hours with lynn taylor and we're going to be talking about the noahide laws in america and how and what that looks like in our education system so that's going to get really well Thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you guys for every donation, for all your kind words. Thank you for your prayers. You know, these days, it means a lot. We depend on God every day. I mean, obviously, you do too, and you should. But you know, we're living by faith, trusting him. We don't live by anything but the word of God. It's one word, one instruction to the next. That's how we live our life. I mean, everything in our life, every blessing, it comes from God. Somehow, somewhere, he moves on somebody's heart, you know, to bless and, and uh, everything. So we really appreciate it. We love you guys. Y'all have a good night. Thank y'all. And we are praying for you, okay? Love y'all. Treehouse Publishers presents Author and White House Correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda, Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. 
So purchase the American Pod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Dewey's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.